like you said, Tiny Meat Gang is a great example. I don't watch them, but I know they're huge on Patreon. Yeah. I think they make like, what, a million from Patreon? Uh, like yeah, they make a year. million, like uh, a little over a million a year. They're at 100K a month. Right. And um, yeah, yeah, they're a huge podcast. Yeah, we're almost there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. That's yeah, pretty good, dude. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, last year was pretty good. We're, 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 we're not there yet, but we're close. We're close. Uh, can you talk numbers? Because I'm curious to know, like, as far as comparing. We don't uh, have to get into it if you don't really want to. No, it's wanna. fine. Uh, well, I would say in May of last year. Yeah. We crossed. Uh Welcome to another episode of Pull Out Podcast. I'm your host, Phil, and Alejandro here to my right. We're sitting with the one and only, the amazing, the marvelous Nerdballer Television. <laughs> yes, How's it going, yes, man? man. Dude, how, how come you said it like that? That was a weird introduction. No, dude. I think all introductions actually <laughs> should be like that. Should be like that, at least with me. It sounded like very professional. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like, like I, I was like in a one of those British. Yeah, know, one of those British huh? like talk shows or like talent shows or whatever. Like NPR podcast, something like that. <laughs> the talented Lorenzo Adams. The talented Lorenzo Adams. Um, Lorenzo Adams. This is our oh. <laughs> second podcast with him right yeah this is uh our second podcast with him uh we did it first uh four years ago i think um when the podcast me and 100 were doing was like called fap phil and 100 podcast um now so it's pop now it's pop <laughs> it went from fap to pop um we're gonna finish it with come like i guess like come. that'll be the <laughs> last iteration of the <laughs> podcast that's crazy that was in a library too that was in a library holy shit yeah we moved on up, dude. Now we're at a house. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty nice house, too, guys. Where'd you guys find this place? It's actually really dope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Found it off Craigslist. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah it looks good. like a Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a Craigslist, Craigslist house. So for like people who don't know, explain who Lorenzo is. Um, Loret, well, he's a YouTuber, first of all, obviously, uh, but he makes... He made Steezy King popular. <laughs> if, if it wasn't for Lorenzo, his dad, I think, like, uh, yes, technically, yes. right? His he he doesn't know this yet. So Steezy, <laughs> son, <laughs> uh, if you can help your dad, you know, help, help your dad out here financially. I know you, you know. Can yeah, he's some. doing well through millions. So he's right, like, hey, you know? throw me a bone. <laughs> throw me a bone. Uh, no, but Steezy, I did know. Like, I did meet Steezy uh, back when he like had a couple hundred subs. Uh, a couple hundred. A couple hundred. He was like, oh, shit. literally, it was at a Nelk meetup. So Nelk was in town. This was 2017. Dude, we were there. We were all, all of us were there. Really? We were there as well. Oh, uh, well, I wasn't there. So I showed up at the end of the meetup. No, no, we saw you. Yeah, I showed up at the end, towards the end of the meetup and I left with them. Yeah, oh, yeah. shit. Because so we were all there at the same time. Steezy, Lorenzo, and us. But we just I didn't, didn't, know I each didn't other. realize that. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I mean, after that meetup, though, I made a video pranking Nelk that week and then Steezy commented like hey I was at that meetup uh, we should like hang out shoot collab or whatever but I didn't actually meet him until I was shooting on campus at okay. uh, what's that college UT UT you're right yeah Steezy was there and we I bumped into him I'm what like video, hey what video were you guys doing there I was doing like a prank this is before like Sixth Street stuff um Steezy was shooting one of his college campus pranks yeah, and we yeah. like bumped into bumped into each other like hey i know you you know me like we've been commenting i am chatting and then uh oh yeah he was steezy was shooting like sexually harassing college girls 
part three. Part three. Like that. Oh, really? Yeah, it was Holy crazy, shit. dude. Yeah, dude, Steezy was ahead of his time, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Steezy yeah. was like roping Well, it them. was like essaying. Call, like, he didn't say it because the algorithm. Like, yeah, yeah, He just put essaying girls. On oh, shit. That's part three. Yeah, that's uh, different times. Different yeah. times. Yeah, I miss the old Steezy. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, after that, we like, uh, yeah, we started actually, I filmed a lot of his videos. His infamous pure jumping video. You filmed that? I filmed so that. So it was because oh, of you. Oh, shit. So you blew him up. So this yeah. is the guy behind Bro. the camera. The, the, the cool, real mastermind. The one that got the angle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The angles, which is funny you mentioned that because Steezy, when he, he said he likes to switch up his videographers, his filmers, when he travels. Yeah. And uh, he would put an ad up on Craigslist. And he would link to a page on Notion or somewhere describing how he wants his video shot and he links to that exact video that i filmed oh and he highlights he's noticed how lorenzo moved here you got the reaction he got that oh so shit. he uses that video as almost like a case study dude you were like ahead <laughs> of your time did you get paid for this amazing video uh no again steezy uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know you'll have a letter from my attorney here but uh no uh, no it honestly uh I, I I remember that trip because we slept in cars. We didn't have a place to sleep. Yeah, we we slept in cars and. Uh, how, how much like money would you say was in your bank account at that time? At that time, let's see. I just maybe launched my Patreon. Um, let's see. That time, I probably less than a thousand, maybe a couple hundred bucks. I, what the fuck, dude? Damn. How old were you? Um, I was 29, tw no, tw no, 28. Dude, we got hope. We got hope. 28. I was, it. I was 28. I'm 28. Oh, 30, I'm so 20. he's like, uh, I was sorry. No, I was 20. Yeah. 27. 27. Let's say 28. 28. He was 28. Okay. I was 28. I was, yeah. 27, 28. Yeah. 27, 28. 28, 28. So how old are you right now? 32. 32. Damn. Uh, do you feel like during that time, like it just, uh, uh, it just went by so fucking quick or was it like a slow burn in uh, your head looking back now dude yeah time flew by dude like it feels like that's crazy that was what five years ago yeah 2007 yeah dude, that's fucking crazy or i know 17. It, what oh 2017 yeah yeah 2017 yeah. i know it just turned you know it's now it's 2023 it's only a couple weeks in. yeah but it still feels crazy that that is yeah like it's that was that long ago because it, it doesn't feel that long uh, yeah, it feels like, especially after, like, during the pandemic, like, it was just two years of, like, fast forward. Like, time went by twice as fast or twice as slow. I don't know. It was just, like, this weird, I don't know. It felt like reality just glitched, and all of a sudden we are in, when did the pandemic officially stop? 2020. 20? It was when it started. 2020. Well, dude, we're yeah. still having to describe who Lorenzo is, so just, like, so they know <laughs> before they keep listening. Yeah, go ahead. I'll let you take this one. Uh, okay. Okay, I'll, I'll handle this. <laughs> Who am I? So Lorenzo is a YouTuber. Lorenzo is a YouTuber. Lorenzo, actually. <laughs> that, Lorenzo. Uh, we've known for a long time. Uh, he's kind of in the Austin Degenerate crew. <laughs> uh, and he makes kind of uh, like Pornhub family friendly. You know what I'm saying? No, so, <laughs> like so looking he, at like some He does like all this like, uh, just imagine if Pornhub had a YouTube channel. That's Lorenzo. Like the Disney version of Pornhub. Yeah. The Disney version of Pornhub? Yeah, kind of like more censored, more okay, filtered. Just like yeah. more creative. So imagine if Steezy rated X, you know? Yeah, yeah. Triple X. So, uh, yeah, I hope that wasn't offensive. Not the Disney version of Pornhub. Like, oh, the no, no. <laughs> Actually, I'm very offended. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, some of the titles are what? Uh, delivery guy. Well, we can describe a few of his videos. I think the um, the last uh, time that we were in this house, like for the party, um, I don't know if you were editing or something like that, but I remember you were showing us at some point, like the footage of the pizza guy delivering pizza to the house. And there were some girls at the pool, like uh, naked. Okay. So he would walk it. And the, one of the guys... Uh, one of the girls told the pizza delivery guy, hey, come back like in a few hours or something like that. And he eventually came back. So we didn't tell him to come back. He, oh, <laughs> shit. He, he came just back showed just up. Like, he just showed, he showed up, up okay. after his shift and was like, where are the girls? <laughs> and the girls had already left. It was yeah. me and my uh, videographer. We were packing things up, just discussing the shoot. And the <laughs> girls had already left. And he came back through the backyard, just walked through and was like, hey, where are the girls at? Because we had <laughs> so these. Yeah, disappointed. Yeah, yeah, we had these two naked girls that would. They would tell the delivery drivers to come through the backyard and they'd be in the pool naked. And the goal was to try to get a driver to jump in the pool with them. Yeah. And uh, we got two people to jump in the pool. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so how would you describe your content? Because we might have butchered it. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I've heard people say, oh, it's like Barstool meets Girls Gone Wild. I, it's uh, or like the Girls Gone Wild of today's. Yeah. You know, like, uh, that is, you know, so. Yeah. But I feel like our content has also evolved from what it originally was because, you know, that whole girls gone wild stigma was originally from when we had girls flashing the camera on Sixth Street, which we still do that, like with girls flashing the camera in public. But now we add like a twist, a variation to it. We also do like um, different types of content or skits or vlogs or pranks that involve nudity, but not necessarily with just people on the street in public. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a good mix of that. But like this uh, video that was playing in the background, you go to a Home Depot and one of the girls is stuck in the right, washing machine. Exactly. Like the stepsister gets stuck. Right. Yeah. I, I took my stepsister to Home Depot. We were trying to buy <laughs> new dryers, but there was an issue with ours where she, it's never enough space. So she yeah. went to go check. She got stuck and we asked some of the employees to help her remove, <laughs> re remove her from the dryer. Um, yeah. And then, and then we took it to Sixth Street. We bought one off Craigslist. Oh, okay. And then we took the dryer to Sixth Street. Oh shit! You put it like in the middle. Yeah, of in, it. in the middle of the street, and we we did the same bit almost. What did you end up doing with that dryer? Oh, we probably just like threw it away or something. I don't know. We're, I'm really bad at discarding props or costumes or anything in general. Yeah. The thing is, we'll spend maybe like twenty, thirty grand a year on just like props and costumes, and I'm in the process now of having one of our storage units converted into like a prop closet where we have like a checklist, an inventory of all the props, costumes. Cause every year we just did another Thanksgiving video and yeah. I had costumes from the year before I couldn't even find them would have saved me, you know, a lot of money. Yeah. Um, although it was nice to have like a fresh new wardrobe, like new video, but still it's important I think to hold on to those things. Cause you never know when you might need yeah. a pilgrim costume. Who knows? <laughs> The Pringle Crops, like that video, I remember was like a girl, naked girl as a turkey, right? She was kind of like uh, an Uber delivery driver was uh, like Uber Eats was delivering food. Right. So we did the, uh, we've, we've done this now twice or three times where Thanksgiving, we'll have a dinner set up like Thanksgiving dinner. We'll have a girl, a model tied up, hog tied almost like a turkey on the table. Yeah. And then we'll order just stuffing, stovetop stuffing, turkey stuffing on Uber Eats from... <laughs> from like a grocery store. And then when the delivery driver shows up, we'll have another Native American girl or a, a girl dressed as a Native American answering the <laughs> door. And 
saying, hey, are you here to help stuff our turkey? <laughs> like, because he has the turkey stuffing. Right. And then they would come in, see the naked girl. And the first time we did this, super low key, only two Native American girls in costumes answered the door. No, it was only one. One turkey, one girl, super low key. Every driver like pretty much got naked or like. like what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah. Why would they get naked? Because they thought they were going to stuff the turkey. Oh, shit. So they took it to heart. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they they literally thought like, yo, this is actually happening. <laughs> Holy fuck. Um, you know, one guy had a pregnant girlfriend. Damn. And um, she found out. I don't know if she found out. He did show me her on Instagram. Oh, dude. Okay, and okay. she was like very pretty, like a very pretty girl. And the guy, I'll be honest, like he wasn't the most attractive guy. And yeah. he was a delivery driver. Yeah, he was a delivery driver. There's nothing wrong with delivery drivers. No, there's nothing wrong with delivery drivers. But again, same money. <laughs> again, you know, it just like I was like, damn, dude was about to risk it all, like Fuck. for this turkey. Like, did you blur his face in the video or no? Uh no, I don't think. Well, no, no, maybe we did. Yeah, no, we did. Cause he, cause he asked, and I, given the circumstance, I thought that was yeah. appropriate. Even though he has noticeable tattoos, voice, and look, he like dressed like very unique. Yeah. Like if you see this guy, uh, you'll know it's him, regardless yeah. of his face being blurred. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we had one guy just com- completely drop down naked, and you know, um, before we tell him it's not, it's just a prank, or I'll come out in my costume. I think the last one we did, Marcelin came out. As like Chris Hansen, like, <laughs> like do you know how old? Yeah, whatever. Uh, we did it again the next year with like ten girls, like five pilgrims, five Native Americans, Damn. one turkey. But it was harder because of COVID, mm. and there was not many delivery drivers available. And then yeah, they would top of that, there would be like more right, they're wearing skeptical. masks. They were more skeptical. They didn't really want to come inside because of COVID. Yeah. And then uh, we had like lights, and it was so many girls. Like they're not going to do anything. It's that many people. It's not too much pressure. Yeah, too much pressure. It's not intimate and. And Honestly, it doesn't seem real. Yeah, it wasn't real. We had like a camera, a ladder. It was just, it seemed too set up. The first one we did all hidden camera, you couldn't even tell. That's good. So those are the where we get the best reactions. Um, but yeah, so we do like, again, we, we put a, a twist on yeah, some like of these. Yeah, like a production value more than just Right, exactly. Content, We've yeah. definitely increased our production value. And like, if you watch an old video, like 2018, 2019, and then watch a 2021 or 2022 video, it's like night, night and day. Yeah, yeah, night and day. But yeah. what's like... Uh, what was the point of Thanksgiving? Like, what's that holiday about? Like, I don't know. Coming together? That's when, like, like Christopher... Yeah. Uh, like, what was the meaning explain, behind I'll let you explain this. <laughs> um, well, no, this is when... Uh, um, like, what does it mean? Like, why is it a holiday? Because it was a time during, like, the Native Americans and the pilgrims got together. So they're basically... Uh, I think... I don't... I, I'm, I've heard, like, I'm a little stories. bit like spotty in my history, but it was when they were building the 13 colonies, if I'm not mistaken. So um, people took like the three ships from England to, you know, three America. Ships? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know well, if it, I'm mixing it with Nina Pinta. Yeah, you're <laughs> mixing well, it with Mexico. But they basically took ships to found the, like, uh, they yeah, left England. Like a whole bunch of people left England to go to America. And they started doing the 13 colonies, which was like New York, Connecticut, all, all those like states. Uh, and obviously they met Native Americans there. So I think Squanto was like one of these notable like uh, Native American figures who like planted the seed, taught them how to fucking grow corn, that kind of shit. And, you know, so they all shared like this big meal because they're two cultures coming together. That's what it means? Two That's like coming together? Yeah, Thanksgiving. Like giving thanks for yeah, what Yeah, pretty is. much. You know, they taught them how to grow food and, you know. I thought it was because, like, the pilgrims ran out of food and the Native Americans. Well, they definitely helped would, them feed. Yeah, them. they, like, they, hey, they both kind of came together. 
Uh, I mean, they would definitely would have died without the Native Americans. I mean, sure. the reasoning, I'm not sure. I'm sure some of it was, hey, we ran out of food. But regardless, they still taught them how to grow food and make their food. Yeah. You know, regardless if they had their own or not. Just like. Dude, imagine teaching someone and how then to they, grow food and then they fuck you up, dude. They kill your women, your family and everything. after You just gun down. <laughs> dude, they gun down your whole fucking culture. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Yeah, we get a lot of... Uh, well, we, we, we don't get a lot, but this last Thanksgiving shoot, as the years people become more woke, I guess, uh, we got a lot of, not backlash, but a lot of comments. Like the photographer of the shoot posted a lot of the photos we took at that Thanksgiving shoot we did. Uh, we did a Mr. Beast parody. Uh, last <laughs> to touch the turkey gets the eater. <laughs> so we have, like, we have like three Native Americans, three pilgrims touching this naked turkey outside with like these giant teepees like the production was a lot yeah. better on this one and uh but yeah the photographer did some behind the scene photos some stage photos and he lost a lot of followers and got, got a lot of dms ex-girlfriend reached out oh fuck. And like hey you got to take that down that's Damn. not you know whatever and uh but he told me that's the most engagement he's ever gotten on his post yeah ever. and Controversy. you know he told yeah. me he called me up he was like i was gonna take it down but it's not only not only is it the most engaging post, but what would Drake do, man? He literally said, "What would Drake what do?" Would Drake do? <laughs> yeah, he said, "What would Drake do?" You know what, man? Got a lot of enemies. Got a lot of enemies. But he just like what totally twisted it. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. like I'm all about like fuck what people think. But the whole Drake like yeah the integration of Drake and like I was like yeah, dude. What would Drake what would fucking Drake do? do? Bro, Anytime like, you're in trouble, ask yourself that. What would, well, Drake, what would do? Drake do? So <laughs> he, he left the post up and uh, it was just so funny. He was explaining to me like the backlash he received from that. And yeah. uh, for me, like some of the girls are, you know, are models and, you know, so they got like they were being tagged and, you know, one of them removed their tag because they didn't want to get any of, you know, they're not used to. Yeah, the pressure, the, the, you know, you know, the pressure of that and obviously our intention isn't like we weren't stomping on headdresses of native yeah, americans yeah. and like you know recreating like you know you know the genocide or whatever but yeah it was a light-hearted fun um they said you know our culture isn't your costume well if you're typing indian costume on amazon or party city that's that's what it says yeah and it's, and it's indian costume like our culture what does that mean our culture is in your costume it's kind of like um there was this uh, another video uh, of this white guy wearing like a Mexican hat and a poncho, and he's going around asking, "Hey, do you, is my costume offensive?" And only the Americans got offended. When he went up to Mexicans, they're like, "Hey, fuck it, it looks cool." Um, so it's kind of like there's like split opinions on that. Like, or when you see white people with dreads or braids in an African American yeah, they community, yeah, cultural appropriation, they, it's like, cultural appropriation, oh. and people, dude, honestly, like I. I don't have like for me personally, I could give, I, I could care less. I don't, I don't like, dude. There's yeah. uh, like if. But you're half black, right? Right, but I'm trying to think if if someone was dressing up like, I don't know, like my culture, you know, or I thought that would be cool. Like fuck yeah, I mean, yeah. Whatever. I mean, if they're not being dis the thing is, people will be disrespectful in other ways. Yeah. Other than you know, if disrespecting your culture is one thing, but like for me, regardless if I think it's cool or not, that's up. Yeah, you know, I, I it, does, it doesn't matter what I think. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like whether you fuck with it or not, like you can you have that opinion to express that much, but take it down. Stop wearing this. Like what? Yeah. Like dude, I think it's it's a little too much personally, but yeah, it's uh, 
Yeah, that's a whole argument, especially nowadays. I was going to ask you how you handle, like, the pressure from hate and stuff like that. Do you, Have you ever had, like, a situation where you're like, fuck, I took that one a little too far? No, or honestly, I haven't, surprisingly, <laughs> you know, five years doing this now, I haven't had any big, like, cancellation or, like, type of, like, huge backlash. The only one I really got that was the biggest and the most impactful was the year I started. Oh, okay. Uh which was with the Cody Co video. And that was, that's so old now. Yeah. But that's the most where when he made that video, just spam comments on my channel, whatever. And I was like, okay. And then I stopped. And then that was it. Yeah. Uh, but since then, I think now with TikTok being around, um, a lot of our clips that go viral, there will be a lot of responses to those, which are funny. I, I love, <laughs> I love scrolling and reading the, re like watching the responses <laughs> yeah. of people, like, especially the ones that think it's either real or that we're being serious. I mean, our gotcha. content is real, but like there was one where we had, um, one of our hosts asking girls like, Hey, would you be willing to, uh, make out or show your tits? Cause it's pride month to show your appreciation for pride, <laughs> yeah. which and he's like dressed up like, uh, wearing rainbow pride yeah, merch yeah. and stuff like that. And we're obviously trolling and this girl, uh, this girl's boyfriend steps in and he's like, Oh, is this your girl? He's like, yeah. And he's like, you know, will she flash? He's like, no. He's like, well, do you, uh, hate gay people? He's like, yeah, I do. Oh you know? shit. And like that clip went viral oh. and they're like, yeah, you see all these like pride people trying to get like pressure people. Like, first off, it was a, like, we're not again, nothing wrong with being gay but our intention wasn't to be like representing an actual ally of that community yeah. trying to get dude we were just coming up with weird funny ways to get girls to make out or flash their tits like, yeah yeah you know what i'm saying but they're like looking super deep into it that clip went crazy viral all over <laughs> tiktok meme pages wherever and it's just funny that people automatically assume like there'll be some comments like you guys know they're just trolling they're not like yeah <laughs> you know what i'm I saying yeah, do you think, like, the, um, cause before we started the podcast, we were talking about, like, you eventually wanting to, like, make a movie, kind of like American Pie and that kind of shit. Um, well, not necessarily, like, American Pie, but just, like, adult related yeah, comedy yeah. movies, like, adult related comedy. Do you think, like, like, which one? Can you name one? Well, like, like, American Pie, like, like, back in the early 2000s, there was these type of movies that we were saying that couldn't be made today, like because of how woke oh, people are. Oh, like Tropic Thunder. Uh, you know. But yeah, okay. but more specifically, I like the like the Not Another Teen movie, Euro Trip. Uh, these oh, are all, you know, yeah. like all those, you know, American Pie. Um, there was, you 40, know. Uh, even 40-Year-Old Virgin. 40-Year-Old Virgin, The Girl yeah. Next Door. Yeah. Those, like, do a porn star moves in as your neighbor. That's what Girl Next Door is? Yeah, dude. Yeah. It, it, this, this this high school kid, you know, this <laughs> porn star, then he starts ditching class to hang out with her and finds out she's a porn star and takes her to prom and they film a porn in the... Dude, it's oh, such wait, a good wait, movie. Smash? Dude, it's such a good movie. I don't remember that movie. part of the movie. Dude, like, it's, it's such a good movie, dude. And, like, yeah, <laughs> like, imagine, like, a modern-day version with, like, an OnlyFans model moves in next door or, like... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's, like, so, so many... Film it. There's so many different like iterations of like comedy type, type, <laughs> type videos that uh, could be produced today that yeah. I think would resonate with like, well, dude, what's stopping you, know? you from making that movie uh, right now? Like I have again, like a list of like film ideas, movie ideas. I need to get nerd baller in a place where I've slowly become, you won't notice me in, in much of the videos. Like I'm kind of in and out of these now and in, in, in the past recent videos. Yeah. And I'm getting to the point where uh, I love being in them and I'll be in them when it makes sense. 
but sort of running it like a business, a production company where, hey, we have shoots. We have one host scheduled to shoot this weekend. We have another in Vegas shooting. We have a team shooting there. Yeah. I'll, I'll oversee the content production. Like like I said last year, we didn't we didn't miss a weekend. So if we can just keep uh, content going. That was, that was crazy. 52 I, weeks in a row. Bro. I told Alejandro, too, that we have about 30, 40 videos in the vault right now. Holy so shit. we could pretty much go this entire year without filming. And have enough content to push out. Yeah. Uh, and that's honestly because of the team. Uh, I have to give a huge shout out to Andrew. Um, yeah. Ever since bringing him on the team, uh, you'll notice not only a quality in the content, but the consistency of the content as well. How big is your team right now? Uh, right now. So uh, right now it's it's kind of weird. We So we have Andrew. He's kind of like head of like production, videography, cinematography, all that. Uh, we have a couple editors that we work closely with that he'll send out the content to. They'll do the rough cuts. And then send them back to Andrew, who'll finalize them uh, and kind of polish them up before we upload. Yeah. Uh, and then we have a, two different hosts that we that we have as well. Keegan, Keegle, Weagle, the Eagle. <laughs> yeah, he's dude. Dude's hilarious. Like, uh, <laughs> he at one point was probably filming every weekend for like almost a year, or Damn. like, or Fuck, or yeah. close to. And he putting a lot of work. Funny dude, talented dude, and. Uh, played, you know, a huge... He was in SNL, right? Or no, he was in uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, he did an interview with Jimmy Kimmel, like... Um, they were trying to hire him, right? He well, told they us something like he that? He got a callback uh, for... Uh, to do another interview, but he says he wasn't as funny or something happened. Like, they were trying to give I him, mean, like, a... Like, a gig where yeah. he does, like, street interviews or something like that. Oh, Remember? yeah, possibly. Yeah, I mean, he's hilarious. He's great. Yeah, yeah he well, Jimmy... Jimmy dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, so, yeah. Now you I get mean, to keep him. You have great talent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think the evolution of the team and the crew in general. You know, before it was just me with like a different video. You know, a different videographer every now and then, and I would edit all my videos. Yeah. Finding the right editor who has the same vision uh, was hard, especially when you hire an editor. There's a couple of ways that, in my experience, what happened was they could edit okay. It would just save me the time from editing, and then I would touch it up, or they or they sucked. Or someone like Andrew who produces a way better piece of content than I ever could. Oh, you know what okay, I'm saying? Yeah. So I couldn't even do what Andrew does. The yeah. way he edits, the music, the effects, the montage, the everything. Like I can't produce that on my own. I was I used to edit my videos in the past, but I was doing basic cuts, nothing crazy. Yeah. The videos now, in my opinion, are are a lot better, more engaging. And Andrew just has an eye for that. And he, yeah. he he just applies it to the type of content we make. So having the right team, I think, in place now will ultimately allow me to get the channel uh, or the content, at least our site, in a, in a certain position where we can kind of grow the team, expand, and now Nerdballer TV is just one division. Uh, then we can start focusing like on feature-length films. Because the thing is, let's be honest, feature-length films, I, I'm probably not going to make any money off of. It's more of a passion project that hopefully takes off. You might win some awards at festivals. But I think hopefully... Depends how you do it, though. No, no, for sure. I'm sure there's... Again, I haven't really done much research in this realm, but for me, the way I see it is, I want to be in a spot where I can invest a lot of time and money into these movies to make it the way I want and still be okay regardless if, if they're successful or not. Because yeah. imagine if I invested all my savings, my time into making a movie really hoping it takes off and it doesn't. And I'm like, fuck, well, what, like, what, like, what am I going to do? I just put all this money in time. Oh no, dude, I have Nerdballer TV. We're good. This is just a little side yeah. thing that I want to, you know, work on. And, uh, now I'm able to comfortably pursue this because I've taken Nerdballer TV to a certain level. It needs to be before I invest my time into other. Well, well, picture this. 
let's say you make a movie this this is a good budget with 50k right you know that's a good budget right i don't have 50k right now that i could just dump into a movie and, and uh no no but like the way you can make the money easy that quick is you tell your subscribers or your patreon like hey ten dollars to unlock this whole movie right you so only just, need a, you so only need a thousand it. people yeah no so crowdfund it no no i understand no i if if i really wanted to get the money to produce a movie like right now yes i'm sure i can come up with ways to do that but there's so much i still need to do with nerdballer tv right now yeah it's not like, in a place like, it's not the it's, right it's, timing it's, it's it's also my time yeah. like right now we have so much going on i just don't have the time for it you know hopefully uh maybe by the end of this year maybe uh uh, be in a better position time-wise because right now i'm still very hands-on with nerdballer tv so i just don't have the time to just make yeah a i movie. feel like it, uh also like uh it's long overdue for like the new genre, new wave of like uh what type of comedies are those called like the american pie like raunchy they're called like Ra- raunchy raunchy comedies yeah. yeah i feel like there should be like new wave of those so producers, actors, actresses, they're afraid of getting canceled. Yeah, I think it's 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 what it is. They don't want to be casting a movie where like you think somebody would take a Robert Downey Jr. role doing blackface in a movie now? <laughs> like no. dude, like they're they're gonna get scared. Like, hey, what if people aren't gonna like it? Yeah. You know, or it's gonna be more of a you know, reason for them to get like blackballed or listed or whatever you call it out yeah. of like Hollywood and it's just too risky. You know what I'm I, saying? I think that what upsets me about that is like then uh, there's no, not that like you have to just be shocking for shocking's sake for good content, but I feel that limits so much of so many of the ideas that could come out like creatively. That's such a stupid mentality. I always hated that. Like we're like, uh, oh, I might. Uh, I understand from the actor's perspective because it's. I mean, right. you know, people gotta get paid and shit. But um, well, I mean, first of all, it's acting. Like, what are you? looking at a movie about a serial killer and you're like, I mean, it's just a fucking serial killer or even a rapist in a movie or a TV right. show. No, you're right. You, you can definitely apply that perspective to a lot of the movies, even created now. You, you can find ways to be offended even yeah, like, yeah. by certain movies. And I think what like a lot of it is if, um, it, I don't know if, um, like if you were to cast somebody in a movie and they were worried about, Hey, the backlash of this movie is probably not good for my career, whatever. Um, but, but who's to say, like I said, you can make a different movie. People are, are always going to find a way yeah. to not like something. No, yeah, like, yeah. like no matter even the movies that are put out now for, for, you know, for different reasons, you know what I'm saying? I think it's okay to be, to be cautious and, you know, respectful. Hey, I don't want to offend anybody, but also, uh, if the intent is obvious, like guys, like we know this movie wasn't like Robert Downey Jr. wasn't doing blackface to, 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 to be racist. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you look deeper into that role, he was playing a character, playing a character. And it was like during that time, even if you watch other movies that portray that actual real blackface that actually sh- uh, showcase racism, the intent of the movie was to either show, you know, the history. Yeah. Like, like, you know, behind it. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't to glorify it. It wasn't for gratifying purposes. Yeah. Like, Hey guys, let's watch these white people do blackface yeah. like because we don't like black people yeah like you know what i'm saying like yeah. if, if, i think if the intent and the intent is clear then uh but again most people again the world yeah, the, most people the, ignore the, context yeah yeah, yeah. They, they ignore context they just want something to be angry or mad about and uh it's really unfortunate like you said i think we are missing out on a lot of opportunities or in, in different types of movies and content in general it's not just movies 
it's uh i remember some of the girls on set for the thanksgiving video like were like oh i'm already getting canceled on twitter like for posting a photo <laughs> she's like oh my god i'm already getting canceled on twitter and i was like really like i i also think like whenever you you know these cancellations happen like on twitter or whatever it's not really a representation of the real world like most people are tend typically tend to be very uh like somewhere in the middle like um at least in uh my jobs that i've had before like i've worked corporate jobs and i've also worked regular jobs and just like the day-to-day people you run into if you speak to them they tend to be like very um like logical like these people who are like one extreme or the other like online talking about cancellation and shit like that i'm like who i mean i'm sure there's people that think like that but, but it's a minority yeah it and is a minority but they're so loud that right. it makes it seem like oh shit they're because the people who don't care aren't speaking up yeah because they don't care yeah they don't care <laughs> you know yeah, what i'm exactly. saying it's like yeah. when you like like typically reviews are typically negative because the people who had, yeah. who had a positive review or a positive experience yeah. don't usually leave a review you only really leave a review if you're angry you're mad yeah you see what i'm saying <laughs> yeah so yeah 100 percent. also like I'm, I'm creating content for a certain audience so i could really exactly. care less what you think what you think as long as the people that i mean i make content that i would genuinely enjoy and i hope that other people that also would enjoy it watch it uh i'm not creating content for karen whatever yeah. over here karen over there like dude like <laughs> you know what made me laugh there was this uh the director for pinocchio he was talking about this. How he Who made, was he? Uh, I forget the name. But the new Guillermo one is Guillermo del Toro. But um, anyways, he's making Pinocchio, which is a kid's movie, literally. And there's like adults making criticism like it wasn't realistic enough or some other show or like it wasn't funny. enough. I didn't really deal with like real life issues. And it made me laugh because I'm like, dude, the movie's not fucking for you. It's for kids. Like, why are you criticizing it for what it is? So I right. guess you touch on your point where like, I don't like this kind of content. Well, then f- don't fucking why. It's not made for you. Yeah. It's like, not, just fucking it, move it, on. Exactly. Because the thing is, I love constructive criticism. Like when I get real feedback yeah. from fans, yeah, yeah. like, hey, this was great. Or I wish I saw more of this or this or like maybe try doing this or lowering the like that. I love because that honestly contributes to like something that I'll keep in mind the next time we film. Or yeah. next, and I'll talk to Andrew about it. He'll be like, yeah, dude, I agree. Like, you know, um, so like to me, I think that's great. But like you said, there's just people that. You know, they're just, uh, I, you know, cultural appropriation. Like, I, I'm curious to know. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm sure to an extent. Like, again, uh, there was this guy who was wearing some, uh, I don't know what it was, but I think he was actually trying to convince people he was a certain type of like race race that he wasn't. Yeah. And, and like, to me, I can see how that is like, okay, he's not. Yeah. Like, There's a white, a white woman who, who's like, oh, I'm black. Like she identified as black. And that yeah. Was whole like, like again, to me, that's weird. But if I was like a full black person, like if they're not affecting me, I don't care. I still think that's weird. That's yeah, fucked yeah, yeah. up. <laughs> People shouldn't do that, but I'm not going to go out of my way to express that vocally because it's not affecting me in any way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some would argue, well, you know, they're portraying us in a way that's not true. And there might be people who see that and yeah. think one way. And don't get me wrong. There could be long-term effects on some of these people. But I think for the most part, like the whole cultural appropriation thing, like in my opinion, it's more cultural appreciation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, hey, like, dude, this is dope. Like when I'm dressed up like as a war chief, dude, mm-hmm. like, dude, that's sick, dude. Like, I'm like, oh, shit, you have a tomahawk? I'm like, bro, like, yeah. that's crazy. And then people are like, well, you know, they got all killed and murdered and like, I'm like, dude, that's unfortunate. And I'm not here like trying to say that it wasn't or like, fuck yeah, dude, I want more of that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Or like, I'm not trying to say how I understand like what that could feel like. But to me, I just see like, yo, 
like this is like a very interesting you're, like, yeah you're looking at it for what it is like uh right yeah and then again obviously okay well it's hard to like you hear me say this but then we're in a video doing a mr beast parody <laughs> like <laughs> and i'm talking like i like last to leave the hand remove get the whatever you yeah, know yeah. but dude that's the whole comedy aspect of it i had native americans reach out who didn't fuck with it i had native americans who reached out who loved it thought it was hilarious yeah. bro you're not gonna please everybody and like my goal isn't to like yeah you know what i'm saying so i think having that mindset is a hard for a lot of content creators, again... Yeah, because you want to be liked by everyone. They do. You know, yeah. I had this conversation with Josiah, and he was like, but why would somebody hate me if I'm doing everything, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he was like, I'm like, you know, and he was just like, as a new creator, he had, he had a hard time understanding that. And I said, dude, think about the most successful people ever in every genre, Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift. There are people that hate them for, for different reasons. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they're the most successful artists, you know, yeah. or Drake. People hate on Drake for a bunch of reasons but he's still one of the most successful yeah. rappers out there. What, you know, exactly, dude. He's yeah. a dude, dude's a genius. He's the goat. So anyway, so that's why to me, I think, um, it doesn't affect me. I've do, been doing this for years. I kind of know how to handle it. I've seen some new creators that, uh, were either on Sixth street or who tried replicating some of the content we do who stopped because it's they, too much pressure. It was too much pressure, like some of the backlash they were getting. And I think especially when you're smaller, it's harder. It's easier for me now because, oh, you're, you've are you already, quote, unquote, made it. You're successful. Yeah. You know, like whatever. There's like social proof that, like, You know what yeah, I'm saying? And, I, and, and maybe some people aren't as vocal towards me because, like, oh, he already has over a million subs, whatever. Whatever I say isn't going to stop him. Yeah. But they might go after the smaller guys because they feel like, you know, their voice is bigger there and they're going to get seen and, and it might affect. And it does. I've seen people quit because of that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's been interesting. Yeah, that's. Uh, I guess you do have to have like the right personality or mindset for it. So there was never really a time where that you felt like that would have slowed you down. You're just like, oh fuck it, it comes with the job. Because you said the first year was the when you faced the most amount of backlash. Yeah, the first year. Yeah, and it was funny because I had just launched my Patreon. Okay. So I had just launched it for a dollar, uh, and I had like a thousand people. I'm like, sweet, dude. My okay, my shit. my rent is six hundred bucks for this room I'm renting. Yeah, and I get four hundred bucks left over, dude. I'm a full time creator. I made yeah, it. Yeah, I'm yeah. good overnight. Launched yeah. the Patreon, thousand <laughs> people. I'm fucking set. And then that Cody Co video dropped. It was funny. We were thinking of ways to like react to it, make a funny video because we were planning an LA trip in this like giant mansion Airbnb in LA with. Steezy, Dylan, Balin, mm -hmm. and uh, just I, for I, context for anyone who doesn't know the Cody Co video it was Cody Co, uh, and it was Noel roasting you basically, right? Or no, it was, it was just Cody. It, it was just Cody. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was just Cody. He's a reaction YouTuber. Yeah, yeah. You know, he doesn't make his own unique content. He just reacts. To reacts. To <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. I think he has like a super success successful podcast or whatever, but. Uh, no, dude, I have like no like actual beef with him or anything, but when he dropped that video, it was funny. I watched it and yeah, we, yeah, we got a lot of, uh, or I got, cause it was just me back then. I got, I got a lot of hate. Just yeah. all, all of my videos were getting like age restricted or demonetized. Fuck. Well, that was back when I was still in the partner program. So all my videos were getting demonetized, which didn't make a difference. I wasn't making any money off YouTube. Patreon yeah. where I was like, oh fuck is Patreon going to like yeah, delete me and Thankfully, they didn't. Although I do think Cody may have played a role in Patreon eventually banning me off the platform like three years later. Damn. Uh, but yeah, so when I first got that initial backlash, I was just more like, okay, this eventually has to stop. You know, uh, I learned not to feed the trolls. Don't engage 
because yeah. no matter what you say to somebody has already made up their decision about you. So someone could say, Oh, you're filming girls, blah, blah, blah. Like, do you even have them sign consent forms? And I can say, actually, yeah, I do. And I'll show them. And then they'll come up with something else. Like, so dude, there's no pleasing yeah. people like, you know, so there's no point of even engaging because they've already made up their decision about you. There's nothing this guy can say to make me like him. You yeah, know, like that's, totally. that's like the mindset they have. So like, I learned like there's no point because then that comes across, like I mentioned before, people who've never met me, who've only seen my videos will meet me in real life and be like, dude, you're nothing like I thought you were in the yeah. videos. And like, I thought you were like a douche, blah, blah, blah. And, and don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I'm myself in those videos, just a more exaggerated version of myself. So, uh, some of it we do for the camera. Some of it's obviously just jokes. And if you, if you don't understand that or don't get that or don't like that, that's fine. Um, that's not my goal is to convince you otherwise. It's just, you know, it's just the way it is. So, uh, after that, I, the backlash kind of died down and, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it really changed much. I thought like, I was like, damn, okay. Uh, you know what happens after one big creator makes a video about you, a bunch of smaller creators yeah. did, and those are always funny to watch. Uh, but then that, that was, did really that help it. your Patreon at all or I want to say no, I don't think Cody's audience is any, I mean, maybe one, like, okay. If one person saw it and was like, Ooh, I like this and signed up. Cool. Yeah. But honestly, I only had like one video up at the time anyway. Okay. Like, I like, I literally just launched a Patreon. Like, yeah. Um, so, uh, no, I don't think there was really any benefit. Like if I could go back in time and say, okay, would you want Cody to drop this video? Yes or no. I'd probably say no just because I didn't really gang anything. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really lose anything. Honestly, just being more aware. I, I learned like just a few things not to engage with the trolls. I learned that people aren't going to like you no matter what. Things like that, that I kind of just apply now, like four years later, five years later, like, okay, like yeah. I, I have this mindset and having that experience kind of helped me understand. So it was learn. worth it just for kind of yeah, like the just, lessons. Yeah. Learned. Because I mean, I guess like if, if, if I never experienced that and then he dropped a video on me today, and um, I don't know, maybe I would maybe not handle it. You know, I, I would definitely I think he's he's mentioned me a couple more times after that. He's probably made like four or five videos yeah. since then, but not just about me, either talking about uh, Jenna or somebody else. I think mentioning me at some point. Who, who's Jenna for people who uh, puppy girl Jenna? She's she's my girlfriend. She's the girl that pretended to be a dog on TikTok before she got banned, uh, has a very successful OnlyFans. Uh, and back then when she was going viral, uh, Cody Co made a bunch of videos on her. We were on this show called, uh, love don't judge. Oh shit. Um, and Cody <laughs> did a reaction video about a lot of people did reaction videos. It was actually funny, but Cody spent the first five minutes talking about me because he found out that I'm the guy behind the camera and we were dating. He didn't know that yeah. because him and Noel talked about Jenna a couple months before when she, when she first went viral. And they were almost kind of like simping for her, kind of, you know, whatever, just like jokingly. And then when they found out, oh, it's the nerd baller TV guy, that's he's behind this. Then they were like, you know, they like Cody went on me for about five minutes. I think he mentioned my Patreon again in a video, which I think ended up getting it shut down oh, later. Shit. Uh, but then he then <laughs> I started my website and then he <laughs> he made a video talking about my website, which it was funny. I had this I literally copied and pasted almost uh parts from like the logan paul and the nelk website membership website yeah. i copied certain formats on the homepage, and uh so there was this one section where i was like yeah we'll fly people out to the nerd baller house and like each button had a unique like tagline because that's yeah. how the other guys did it 
and there was like dope crib. Like if you click on it, like it took you to the sign up page. He was like, "Yo, the dope crib button." Like it was, it was funny. Like I, that's genuinely funny. Yeah. And like I was talking to all my friends, and Ivy was like, "You should leave the button." Like one of my friends, she's like, "Yeah, you should, you should leave that button on there. It's so funny." But dope we've crib. we've we've completely revamped the the homepage that's since right, yeah. then. But so anyway, but uh, yeah, so he it's definitely evolved, and there's been a little bit of, you know, it's I, funny jabs, that he's like, dude, he's so. Uh, uh, fucking what six videos seven videos at this point he's made about you uh well so the one about just me was just one like 20 minute plus video about me and then the rest have been little parts where he's mentioned me uh again one video about jenna was 20 minutes long the first five minutes Damn. is about me well yeah. it's because he's he's watching oh like, reacting to reacting yeah. to this whole video but it was just about me it was just interesting to see how uh I keep somehow coming up, but um, I, I don't think it's it's actually been a while. I think I'm, I think I'm overdue. Yeah, for, you're overdue. <laughs> for a video. Send him a message Collab. like, hey, man, you know. Right. Hey, you haven't talked to me about me in a while. What's yeah. going on? Are you, you okay? Know, again, no hate towards him, but he would be the only person that, uh, you know, how YouTube boxing was like a thing. Oh, you like, would want to box him? Well, j- just because. That like, would be a good boxing match. Well. I well for me personally, I like would want to box somebody again. We're like the same height, same age, and there's actually some like backstory. Like we could like play it yeah, up, yeah, yeah, build you it know, up, you know, build it up. It, it make more sense, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I reached out to Creator Clash. Um, that's ran by Idubs, Ian and Anissa, and um, they said they've reached out to Cody multiple times, and he refuses. Not about me, just to box in general yeah he's, he's always refused it's it's a charity event so i mean i'd be down to do it yeah just because i'm looking for an excuse to get you know training boxing sounds fun whether it's cody or somebody else that makes sense it's not like oh i want to fight cody it's yeah. more so hey i think boxing would be cool yeah Cody's like the perfect opponent because of our height and age and our backstory but hey if there's anybody else that kind of checks some of those boxes off too i'd be more than willing to like do that as well so it's not like cody or nobody you know what i'm saying yeah uh but i thought that'd be really cool if is that what's sort of uh the direction that you want to take um uh in the next couple of years you would say like either youtube or even outside of youtube like right. you want to kind of create new channels you mentioned possibly starting a podcast i don't know if Right. So I think I'm looking down the future and to see what would, cause everything is our website. You know, yeah. we, we use YouTube as a platform to drive traffic to our website. So how can we draw more traffic to the website? Yeah. And, you know, and how can we convert people to become more members and offer more incentives? I think creating more incentives for people to become uh, members of our website. So launching a podcast, I think would be cool. Uh, it would obviously be available on, you know, online for free, but we'd, include some extra bonus content and video aspects of it that can't be seen publicly on the website. Um, and I was looking at other successful brands and companies and sort of trying to study to see what they do, like Barstool. I don't, I'm not a sports guy, so Barstool, like I know who they are, which yeah. says something because I'm not into sports. But I wanted to get a little better understanding on what they are, what they do, the kind of like their origin story, like who's this Dave Portnoy guy. Yeah. And uh, I did a little background on him and he started Barstool at 27 when I started Nerdball at 27, like, you know, filming. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. And then yeah, he, like, he was selling newspapers, wasn't he? Like, uh, I think at the time, like literally w- or one of the business branches, I One guess. of the aspects of the, yeah. possibly, honestly. I, I, think, I know he talked about it because really? I watch his pizza reviews all the time. Oh, you do? Okay, so he cool. was like, yeah, you know, back in the day, I used to go to that corner or whatever and like sell Oh, really? Cars. Yeah. So I don't think I got that deep uh, <laughs> yeah. on, on him yet, like on his background. But 
uh, he like recently sold like majority share of Barcel for like six figure, like millions of uh, seven figures. Yeah, he like sold. He's still part of it. Oh, I didn't but know. But he that. sold again. Correct me if I'm wrong. I might have to fact check this. But I saw he sold like for like to like a billion, a hundred plus million something or two hundred million. I Damn. think yeah, it was something. I really want to yeah. fact check this. But it, he sold for a lot of money. And not to say the goal is oh to build up Nerdball and sell it. Uh, I that 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 is not a goal. I mean if if something happened where it made sense. I mean, he's been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. He's, he's probably thinking of his future and other things. I mean, for me right now, it's still young. I feel like we're still at the beginning. So, but looking back at Barstool and like No Jumper and World Star and looking at all these brands and like, because people are like, oh yeah, you're kind of like, you know, No Jumper or like, you know, Barstool and like, what makes Barstool so successful? And I noticed they upload like every day now. They have like, they have different shows. Yeah. You know, kind of like on their channel. Because, you know, when we were averaging 10 million views a month, they were averaging 30 million views a month. And I'm like, how are they averaging so many, like so much views? And it's because they're uploading daily. They, like some of the videos don't get many views, but when you're uploading daily. Yeah, it's a volume game yeah, at that point. Right, for sure. But yeah. I'm like, okay, is there a way we can consistently put out? Because just getting once a week was hard, like for like good videos once a week. Yeah. Imagine getting two or three. Like, how do we do that? Like we need certain teams now working on like, you know, we have, we have, well, we a have, lot of bars is, uh, shows are like people talking. Like, right. So they are know, a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say easier, but less, uh, well, it is less production. production yeah. Uh, less, less production because yeah, I'm yeah, sure those production. are still hard to, to, to an extent, Yeah, you know, but you're right. It's, it requires less production. So what, so what can we do that requires less production or if it requires more production, do we have a budget to, you know, allocate a specific team to handle yeah. that, you know, and is it worth it? So those are thoughts we're kind of thinking about in 2023. And okay. yeah, I think it'd be hilarious to see you like in a talk show setting or something like that. Like, if you, <laughs> you know, yeah. have, have people call in and they'd right. be like, hey, you give lo romantic love advice. Like uh, Howard Stern? Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like uh, in a format where you're hosting something, but it's more like, um, I guess, not easier, but like more laid back. in, in Right. No, for setting. sure. You know, I've, that's something. Even I've, Call I've, Her Daddy, like the, when Barso produced that. Sorry to interrupt. Right. No, 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 like, no, you're fine. Yeah, no, you're right. That was something that, yeah, that they initially produced. And yeah. what happened with that? Um, well, the short story, just because it's, it's a whole thing, I yeah. mean, uh, is... Um, Sophia and Alex are the two girls that um, were like call her daddy. In a year, they blew up a lot. Like, like they started by themselves, or yeah, they they were like uh, Alex made like a highlight reel of her saying funny shit. You know, uh, Dave Portnoy saw that and he was like, "Hey, let me sign you guys for three years, seventy k each a year." Because at the time they were super small. And like, how many? Uh, subscribers that they have uh, nothing like that was just like I want to build a show around you because he was like yeah you guys are great on camera like I mean she might have had like a yeah, there's definitely people I see that have zero 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 everything but like hey if I put salary and put you with the right production yeah and, yeah. and platform you, you like utilize the nerd baller or the barstool platform yeah, yeah. to promote you I, I believe you guys can grow bigger than what you are thank you it's just like an investment I guess <laughs> Yeah, are and you then, asking for an investment? Oh, yeah, was that? Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, I was like, wait a like, minute. I was right, like, thank you. Yeah, and thank then you. what happened? <laughs> um, well, yeah, just to speed through it, like in the first year, they blew up so much. Like, and they were getting uh, a shit. I mean, they were making uh, millions for Barstool at that point, or over a million. It might have been like less than a million. But anyway, they were making a shit ton of money for them. And uh, they were like, hey, we want to renegotiate. And he was like, yeah, I'm down to do that. 
And Sophia at the time, she was dating uh, Justin Bieber's ex-manager. What's his name? Scooter Braun or whatever. Oh, or she was in contact with him. Damn. And um, uh, when Dave was like, hey, let's renegotiate. Like Sophia was trying to sell the show to another network, to like HBO or whatever. You know, and Dave was like, hey, first of all, that's breach of conscience. Second of all, just give me some time so I can figure out like, you know, something what to fair. Pay yeah, yeah. yeah, what to pay you, something fair whatever and alex which is a blonde girl she was like hey uh, i'm down to do it but sophia doesn't want it like there's there's no way you're going to convince her and she was trying to go behind their back so dave was like all right fuck sophia i'll just do the deal with you so they do a deal and sophia does her own podcast and now call her daddy like the alex version is i mean she eventually left barstool she's the number one number two podcast in the world like she's right below joe rogan yeah. What and the fuck? She's making so much fucking money. It's ridiculous. What and happened to the other girl? So I mean, she, I mean, she has like a very small podcast compared to Alex. Damn. And uh, it was an ego thing. Uh, from what uh, Dave, you Dude, know, let's just sign to a membership. Let's <laughs> sign to a studio. Let's hit, no, let's hit some of them up. Dave was on Logan Paul's podcast. I know we're getting off track here, but Dave, yeah, yeah. Dave was on Logan Paul's podcast and was kind of had some. Uh, what do you call it? Where it was basically they were talking about how when Logan Paul met with the two girls from Call Call Me Daddy, and when they told the deal to Logan, Logan was like, "What? Like, no, you guys need to like." Re they, he basically oh he told them he told them to fucked. renegotiate. Like, he basically said that you guys are getting fucked and you guys need need to renegotiate this contract. Yeah, and that was the initial push. Yeah. That then probably led. I'm sure there was a lot of other people in their ears, but yeah. So, so he like confronted Logan on the podcast about that. Like, what the fuck was, are you doing, bro? <laughs> which was pretty funny. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, I haven't had, seen that yeah. episode. I know I was just watching the Joe Rogan uh, interview Dave Portnoy, but yeah. he was talking a little bit about this. Um, but that's a super summarized version. There's a lot of variables. Right. In I'm there. sure there was a lot of that happened. I think it was just like it grew so fast. Nobody knew what the fuck to do. It was just one of those things where it was like, holy fuck, like this kind of outgrew. It's kind of like Green Day, um, uh, just for context, like the band. They blew up so much after, I, I forget which album, where the small label couldn't handle the demand. So they're like, hey, fuck you guys, we got to leave to a bigger, like Warner or whatever. Right. And there was a whole thing, and, and the they felt betrayed because they were a punk rock band. And they're like, you guys sold out. So a lot of the fans got mad and shit like that. But it is what it is. When something grows so quickly, like there's always going to be like people that fucking hate you no matter what decision you take. Right. But uh, anyways, going back to Nerdballer, you basically want to make it um, produce yeah, like a network, like yeah, produce a lot of shows, sort of like, like a have network, a creative, like right, a creative exactly. powerhouse. There's basically. there's a couple ideas we've had, like strip club reviews, like going to different strip <laughs> clubs. You know, we have a lot of strip clubs that want us to come film in their clubs. That'll be hilarious if you, you know? do like the pizza the pizza review version of like uh, strip I clubs. haven't seen any of the pizza review. But oh, I, yeah. I've heard about it, but yeah, we we wanted to basically <laughs> tour the U.S. <laughs> And go to the best strip oh, clubs. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, and we have yeah. a lot of strip clubs that would let us, you know, film there. Yeah. And we just, we rate them based off the girls, the food. People don't know strip clubs have a lot of good food. Yeah. You know, that. You know, is the, it like sanitary though? Yeah, dude. They, yeah, they cook it in the kitchen, dude. Oh, what do you like, think that? I'm just saying, like, it just seems <laughs> like. like they're cooking well, dude, There's a lot of ass. What, dude, one of the best salmons I ever had was at P10 North, dude. The chefs there, because they make a lot of money, so they hire a lot of talented chefs. And their menu, they have a good, don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's some shitty strip club food, but if you go to like a nice club, they're gonna have nice food. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. I was sitting there eating salmon, dude, watching girls twerk on stage, bro. Like, well, I'm like eating this <laughs> nice hilarious. little salmon salad. But uh, so yeah, rate them on the food, the music, the, one uh, dance. Dude, the dance. You don't know the rules. 
you get a dance and he rates the dance. You know how he takes a bite of the pizza? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like everybody knows your one bite, everybody oh, knows your rules. That's kind of like think, his tagline. I think, I think I've heard that, yeah. So one yeah. dance, everybody so knows like, the rules. Or, or, or one song, maybe. Like you get one song. Yeah, one song, everybody yeah. knows the rules. It's like, uh, dude, if you do that, that would be great. Yeah. That's a know, good like, idea. Like the comfort, like how like the chairs, the chairs are comfortable, and comfortable yeah, yeah. you know? Like, okay, like we're in here, you know? Like <laughs> me, like Keegan or somebody, you know? Yeah. Like it'd be so fun, dude. And like, we want to uh, do maybe like a road trip or something where uh, we line up a bunch of clubs that are down and we just go to each city. Maybe we take some girls or fans or with us, you know, we kind of like shoot the whole thing. Each club's an episode. Yeah. And dude, like we like we have ideas like that. And I think stuff like that um, is the goal where we can start producing, you know, right now yeah. we, we, ha we have this huge backlog of content. We need, we need to figure out. How did we get this all out? Yeah. Some of this, some of the content we shot in 2020, like two years ago, like it's still not out just yeah. because Holy it's shit. like, you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. like, we need to figure this out. And that's something that we're planning on doing this year, this month, we have a meeting coming up and yeah. Uh, so yeah, be able to produce more content, more shows. I think stuff like that, creating more incentives for people to become members of the website, more content is like a great way to do that. Uh, so yeah, no, that's uh, that's exciting. It's kind of like in the growth phase where you get to have a lot of flexibility with whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah, you know? budget-wise, we're fortunate now where we're not really tied down to... Uh, I mean, realistically, there's obviously... We, we can't do everything, but for the most part, there isn't really an idea we can't do due to budget, really. Yeah. Uh, within reason. I'm not saying we have enough funds yeah, to yeah. do whatever we want, but like basic stuff where like, you know, we, we were able to go to, to Europe for, you know, two weeks with the whole team. Like yeah. there was no way I would be able to do that three years ago, two years ago. Yeah. You know totally. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so basically anything that we make off, you know, the revenue from, from the website, we literally just put back into content. You know, oh, yeah. growing the team, trying yeah, different yeah. ideas. You know, we you know we invest content into we we we, we invest into so much different projects, and we like hopefully, hey, this works out. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But if it doesn't, okay, we're no longer like we have Mardi Gras coming up next month. You know, oh shit, sure. you're gonna go. You're yeah, going dude, to New we, we spend like at least five to ten k every time we go. Shit, but the but the return is good. When yeah, when is Mardi Gras? Well, 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 Mardi Gras is for maybe like a month and a half or so. It's for multiple weeks, but we typically go on the last weekend, the which is the weekend before Fat Tuesday, um, which is the f the the last day. So is, is it in March? No, it's in February. It changes every year. Oh shit! Yeah, last year I think it was in March. It was like the first go, week dude. of it was it was it was like the first week of March. Um, yeah, I think I'll be back from Costa Rica by then. Is it in New Orleans? Yeah, yeah, it's in New Orleans. Last check time out, I check it out, see what happened. Last time I went to Nola, I almost got fucking kidnapped. It was fucking crazy, but like, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. Yeah, like no, it's fun. I've I've only been twice now for Mardi Gras. Once was during 2020, right before the p pandemic, because the month after was March. yeah, everything shut down. It yeah. was crazy, dude. Like that was the, my first time in Mardi Gras in, in New Orleans, and had a great time. We couldn't go in 2021 because of COVID. We went in 2022. Great time. A little bit slower than 2020, obviously, but we're hoping this year, 2023, it's a lot bigger. Uh, and so, yeah, we'll go see see how it goes. But, you know, so there's certain projects and ideas that we know that, hey, it requires. And I think people don't realize how much some of this, you know, work, it requires. Work, you know, yeah, how much resources and time it requires to produce this type of content. But uh, and I feel like not many people also like it just shows. You, I mean, you see certain types of videos or trends on YouTube. Everyone's doing them in one way or another. 
but there's not many people I would say that are at least doing it to the extent we are in some of these type of, you know, it's some of the type of content that we shoot. Yeah. You know, the, the basic six street interview stuff. Yeah. People do street interviews, but I feel like we do it in a, we do it in a way that's not, you like, amp it up, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, um, I mean, anything worthwhile takes a lot of effort. Like when something is successful, it's, uh, like it's so easy to criticize it like from the outside and be like, Oh, it's not as good as this or that. And it's like, right. dude, even something like even a small production is a fuck ton of work. Like yeah. editing hours, like the, uh, the footage, like something goes wrong. Yeah, Alejandro was explaining to me some of the challenges you guys had. Well, yeah. Working for this, uh, <laughs> for the, like, for, like, like with the podcast. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, you know, even like, <laughs> even like sometimes when you see like those YouTube channels that are like, like those live lesson YouTube channels. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like people think like, it's easy, but you know, I would think it's very hard to make those videos. Once you look behind the scenes, you realize how hard it totally. is. Totally. Especially making three a week. It's like gaming yeah. channels. Dude. Everyone thought gaming channels were so easy. I like playing video games. How hard could it be, dude? I yeah. think everyone at one point has tried making a gaming channel. Yeah. I don't, have you guys tried doing a gaming channel? Uh, I don't no, know. Yeah. I haven't played yet. Really? Yeah. So I have like, I think especially early YouTube, like everyone thought like, Oh, gaming, because you can pump out videos daily, you know, but dude, it's a lot of work, bro. Like anything you do that, uh, to the point where now it feels like a job. Like I, I wasn't having fun. You know what I'm saying? Like it felt like a lot of work. I'm like, dude, this is not, I just like to play games, dude. Some people are good at creating content while they play games. Some people are just good at playing games that I like for me, it was not, it was not my thing. Gotcha. So nerdballer gaming is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> not anytime soon. But nerdballer strip club reviews coming right. soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strip club reviews would 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 be cool. And a lot of the clubs in Austin all would let us start. Yeah. You know, you know so we we already have like a ground basis where we can then pitch to other clubs. Dude, all of our strip club videos have millions of views. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's really great promotion for the club. Very mutual. Um, you know, and I for some reason feel like we would have a an unusual better experience on the days we show up for some reason so <laughs> you know but would that like affect the rating oh or do I'm, you have to go like uh in a costume no no because we need to have the camera the lights which 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 is fine because there are certain things they can't change you know in the club and, and I, I i have a good read and good idea of somebody who's gone to strip clubs you know a lot of strip clubs i'll have a good idea of what uh even just like aesthetically the club is like my opinion like hey I like Yellow Rose in Austin, Texas. I love this, the main stage where everybody has chairs around. Yeah. And they have two poles. The girls rotate so you can kind of see. And, like, there's some clubs where it's different where it's not like that. So there's different layouts and stuff that they can't change that will affect their rating. But also, I want to go to clubs, like, in the middle of fucking who nowhere. knows where. Yeah, nowhere, yeah. dude. Like, you know. And, like, like hey. Empty Island? Small, like, small town, you know, or, like smaller scale clubs like hey let's go to the honky tonk whatever <laughs> you know down the street where there's let's... like one 70 year old lady <laughs> yeah you know and we like we like interview her dude and like you know what i'm saying like do you like interviews too like interview some of the girls the dancers yeah. you know so i think it could be fun but that's just one idea dude i've i, I have a lot of different ideas for series but like, no for sure so like if we could do like strip club review saturdays this sundays monday this tuesday sixth street that like now we get to the point like, okay, last year we did one video a week. This year we do two videos a week. Next year we do three videos a week. Maybe we can start scaling. You know, that's just an idea. Yeah. I'm not sure if that will ever happen, but that's sort of something I, I've been thinking about at least when I've looked in the bar stool in terms of 
what made them so successful. Like, what are they? Barstool Sports. They have Barstool, like, different things. Yeah, Barstool they, Bets, Barstool. They have so so much fucking content. Like yeah. So, like, for me, again, not into the whole sports scene. It's like, sort of new for me. So, I'm trying to, like, I'm in the process of researching Barstool right now just to see if it makes sense for me to see if there's anything I can learn from. Uh, I think maybe study a different uh, company or even Dave more. Maybe it'd be so awesome just to talk with Dave and like pick his brain, even like a mentorship. The mentor yeah, is something yeah. that I've been not actively, actively pursuing, but there have been certain decisions I've had to think about considerably longer than usual within the business that I would wish I had somebody to talk to about. And yeah. Like, hey, you can talk to me, dude. I've, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I've come across this like roadblock or this issue or this situation where I honestly don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because for the most part, I'm pretty logical. And I'm like, well, as much as I may want to do this or do that, this makes the most sense. But now there's been challenges that I haven't experienced before. And I feel like somebody yeah. like, like a Dave Portnoy yeah. would like definitely have come. Kim, Alejandro or, <laughs> you know? or an Alejandro or Joe Francis, you know, yeah, or yeah. somebody, you know, that I would like to uh, pick their brain or get some, you know, help from would be, it's tough, dude. I feel like I'm, you know, you're doing it by yourself. It's not easy. Yeah. No, I, um, yeah, yeah, I could see that just because building a company is not the same as having like uh, uh, a lot of freelancers run into this problem whenever they're like trying to grow their clientele or whatever. Uh, I'm comparing it to like having a small YouTube channel or one YouTube channel and maintaining that versus having a company, like a full-on production company. I imagine that's two couple of different mindsets. So, yeah, I mean, shoot Dave a message and be like, yo, bro, be my mentor. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, I'm still researching him more. Like, I want to research Barstool, so I, I have a fully understanding of him and his background, not coming off like, dude, do you even know who I am? Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? I really, really want to get to know him more and then make that decision like, okay, do I still want to reach out to this guy? And then go from there but so far from just the little research i've done it seems like it might be a good a good fit i think my previous jobs because i've worked nine to fives for like almost 10 years as well like nine to five office jobs one being a startup company which the owner of that startup was around my age now Mm. so and i was like 22 23 Mm. so now that my team consists of 22 and 23 year olds i feel like the roles have reversed now i'm in the you know boss ceo position and like I'm working with like me at that age, and so I'm learning uh, or I'm applying what I've what I've learned during that four years at that job to sort of how I run with you know Nerd Baller TV, uh, even things as you know setting up goals, bonuses, incentives, um, you know, and just the way certain things how we travel, and I just learned while working at that startup. Yeah, and that was the first time he was a CEO too. He didn't you know he had a background in finance and just started this business so he was learning as he went too and i feel like i'm learning as i'm going at least i have that and a few other instances and experiences that kind of help me you know try to structure because i feel like a lot of youtubers that i know they don't you know it's doesn't feel like a company it's still like just a channel and then which is fine but if i feel like if you want to scale and grow you need to you know hey you need to have have some structure a schedule you know, some type of consistency. Not it, is, like, it is a completely different thing. And it's weird because uh, like um, when you work with different YouTubers, like you'll notice the creative side of people, like uh, people who are just very creative and stuff like that tend to be not as organized. That's like the stereotype. You know, they're uh, a little bit messier. And whenever you put them under the pressure of like trying to grow like the team and stuff like that, they kind of crack under the pressure and they don't really want that. 
Um, well, it's hard. So yeah, I, no, it is super yeah, hard. Yeah, I get totally. it. Yeah. No, totally. And you know, no, no diss on anyone who wouldn't want to do that. Right. Um, who are you referring to? Uh, just in general. But <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, was that a, a no, no, no? That wasn't yeah. a diss towards anyone. Uh, <laughs> I, I was just saying in general because I've heard that um, a few times, and uh, yeah, I feel like who'd you hear it from? Just a grapevine. <laughs> <laughs> a few times. No, no, yeah. I mean, people know this, like Steezy, you know, like... Uh, well, Steezy's... The way he works, it was too much pressure to shoot, like, two to three videos a week. Because he likes to be very creative. Yeah, we, we talk uh, um, to him about it, even. Like, he's pretty open. Uh, but it's it, we worked with a few other YouTubers, and it's similar thing. Where, like, they're like, oh, I don't like this because uh, it was too much pressure for them to grow the team, hire new people find a project management software even that alone like knowing how to assign tasks delegating finding people who are better than you like you're finding you found andrew who's like better than you at that specific thing so right having like all these soft skills that are, are required whenever you're like in leadership um yeah a lot of people romanticize like this idea of like oh ceo i'm a boss you know that kind of shit but it's it's a lot of fucking responsibility and you have yeah. to like be on top of your shit no, for sure. And that's something that I've really wanted to improve, like the like the bigger shoots we do when we have sets and like we have five, six girls or models or talent come out and uh, OK, we need to make sure we have sort of a shot list, you know, a general. Uh, now we have a PA that's, uh, we, that we have, that we've had assist us on the sets that make the shoots go way smoother, because at the end of the day, I want the people we work with. Hey, I shot with Nerdballer TV. Great time. Yeah. You know, professional. They knew, they knew what they were doing. We ha had a lot of fun shooting it. I wasn't uncomfortable, you know, and if there was any issues, like I'm very open to like, hey, please let me know, like address, like, please, how can we improve these shoots? You know, so I think being on a nerd baller shoot like a year or two ago versus now has, you know, drastically changed and I want to keep improving that. Uh, it just requires more resources and time. And that's what we keep reinvesting the revenue to is now we have people on set that can help make the better experience i'm not setting up uh day of and we're shooting now we can hey now we have the budget where we can rent the airbnb a day or two in advance to set up set up the shots run through the house shoot on one day and they have another extra day booked to yeah. pack up clean up Dang. you see what i'm saying so, yeah so nice dude yeah, I well, know. <laughs> well versus so nice. before it was like hey we let's book one day and get in get out and like it's rushed the quality of the product isn't you know the best people there's pressure we miss some shots we don't get everything yeah now we have that luxury of actually being able to plan a little bit better it's less stressful having that help makes it easier i actually look forward more to those shoots now yeah because they're so much more fun and uh <laughs> so <laughs> he, he's uh he's kind of crying just because like uh that I'm youtube going channel. through that right now yeah, like uh, with the YouTube channel that we work for, I guess, uh, oh. was like uh, you have to wrap production like in eight hours from like the actors showing up to right. finishing. Uh, sometimes it's between 10 and 15 pages of a script like in one day and gun it out. So, yeah, it would be nice to have like just a few days on the location, like plan right. things out. Plus, it's way better. A couple extra hands, you know, sure. to like, you know, for help sure. with certain things. So, yeah. but that, but I'm sure with that you know, a channel that you guys help with, you know, if it, you know, continues to do well, you'll notice in the future, like, Hey, now we, or that channel has that option, you know, to, uh, you know, get yeah, those you, extra, you know, resources. Yeah, just having to, even having two days for one project is fucking, that would be a huge yeah, relief. He, yeah. I no, mean, that, that's how I felt just having one day before checking in to set up yeah. and having somebody else go in and set up. She'll send me photos. Hey, I set it up. Does this look good? 
And I'm like, yes, it looks great. Yeah. Or no, could you please move this? Thank you. This looks perfect. Wow, great job. Yeah. <laughs> the next day, the talent arrives. Wow, this place looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Gracie. You know, she she set it up. She did it. Like, yeah. She, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, little things like that, man, go go a long way. And that kind of, I feel like, differentiates uh, us or you or just in general differentiates people on sets like, hey, I was on, on, on a Nerdballer TV shoot and they had their shit together yeah. versus where I was on this shoot or set and it was like... They didn't even have water. Shit show. Yeah, they didn't even have water. You know, like we make sure we get snacks, food, you know, whatever, you know, and we're just super accommodating, making sure we set a certain time where we stop and take a break. Yeah. So we, we can eat without not like, oh, okay, well, you're we, like, we don't need you right now, so you can go eat. And then we're like, no, like, hey, guys, let's just take 20, take 30, whatever. 15, five, two, yeah. <laughs> you know, let's chill, let's relax, let's get some food and then we'll take it, you know, from the top when we get back, you know? So I think, uh, again, I, I, I feel like if you go to, you know, like a film school, maybe they might have certain things on topics and stuff like this, but how, how to run a production set Dude, you gotta day do of, it. you just got to like get you in and do it, do you, it. you know? Yeah. And like, it's just like, okay, these are some things that I felt like could be improved upon. So let's improve upon them. Yeah. You know, and you just learn as you go. And hopefully at the end of the day, it's like, you know, from a year from now, wow, like our shoots are flawless. We have somebody dedicated people on certain things. Yeah. Because if you think about it, when you make a feature length movie, they have hundreds of people on set. Dude, they, they think about it. You're literally doing the job of three or four or five people yeah. that any bigger production studio would have. Yeah. So being on those giant sets, it's like, wow, they literally have a person for everything or multiple people assigned to one thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, keeping real, obviously real realistic, realistic expectations on, you know, budget, your vision, you know, not trying to produce something that, you know, you're not able to properly. Like I would never try to do anything. I mean, I'm sure there's ideas that I have that I wouldn't do like a year or two ago because I couldn't, but now I can do it because now I have the resources to do it right. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't want to half ass it or do it in a way where like, Ooh, it would be close call or it would be a struggle or the talent might not enjoy themselves as much, but you know, we can maybe cookie cutter, you know, but now we're in a position where for the most part, uh, we're able to be more accommodating and have just an overall successful shoot. No, I mean, that's Andrew, this guy's pretty motivating. Yeah. Honestly, I'm getting all fired up right now. No, but it's true. Like, because it's, um, yeah, I feel whenever you have, like, a vision towards something, especially whenever you're shooting, um, so much shit gets in the way. Especially, like, the first project that you ever shoot. Like, there's so many, uh, so much bullshit that you go through. And uh, I guess being able to look back on that and be like, oh, okay, now I don't... I have, like, new problems, but they're... Do you feel like these new problems that you have, like, in the shoots, are a lot easier than the ones you had before? Or do you feel you have any problems at all? Um, So... I think a lot of the new I'm, tr I'm trying to think some of some of the new issues we had before. Well, some of the older issues, like, like I mentioned, we never really had enough time to set up properly run yeah. through, you know, the idea. So there was always, we were always on a time strength crunch, and yeah. crunch, you know, and it just, you know, having that pressure on, on sets, uh, you know, like everyone can feel it and people aren't more, you know, I feel like now people are a little more relaxed they're more chill. They're, ha they're having fun. And when I, you know, there was, you know, a model we worked with consistently brand new for the first time. And she was very uh, eager or more inclined to say, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll come back. I, you know, I had a great time that 
like a week ago, I'll come back again yeah, yeah. and again because, uh, you know, the experience was so, was fun. You know, yeah. I want people like, hey, if I reach out to you, like, hey, do you we would love to feature you in this video idea we have. Uh, that's like exciting. Like Nerdballer TV wants me on a video. Like I can't wait. I had a lot of fun last time or, or I heard yeah. good things. Uh, I want people to be hyped about it because I'm hyped about it. Yeah. You know? you know, and it's like it's it's fun. It's like we're all coming together to create this cool thing. And uh, so in terms of problems that we used to have, uh, most of them, like the big ones, have pretty much been helped. Having somebody on set helping is probably the biggest the biggest improvement we've had next to having extra days booked on Airbnbs or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think having somebody on set just helping out, it was, was just like a huge difference. Yeah. Um, other than that, I would say there, I don't think there's really much more that we can really improve. I think the next step for us is just, I think there's been occasions where we'll switch ideas like last minute, <laughs> like, like the Thanksgiving one we did last year, the original plan was to order food again, have her tied up. But this time the twist was she's outside. We have TPs. So when they come in the backyard, they're like, yo, what the fuck? Like, is this like, this looks like some crazy shit, but we switched it last minute the night before to last to touch the Turkey gets to remove their hand. And we, and we, we had to literally rewrite the entire script. Uh, well, no, not re rewrite the entire script. There is no script for the first one. We, yeah, did, yeah. we just order stovetop off Uber Eats and, yeah. and film the reaction. So we had to write the script the, the night before and figure out who gets eliminated and how. And it was all contingent on the models who show up. We invited mm. 12 models, five, six showed up. We always say 50% will show up, Yeah, which is tough because imagine having a video idea where you really need somebody and they don't show up they f they flake or they have legitimate reasons why they can't make it but yeah. we always estimate about 50 percent will have a legit you know won't, yeah won't show um and we were pretty spot on so we had but we had to write the script in a way where okay let's assume six show up if more show up we can pair them up in these eliminations but we need at least this much if we are short a person we'll eliminate one this so that is something, uh, you know, if we can somehow improve on commitment from models, I don't know if that's really something that we can have better, maybe reach out more far further in advance, maybe. Yeah, uh, I feel people just like, there's always going to be, especially in productions, uh, actors not showing up, everyone right. canceling last minute, especially uh, actors, are, I'm assuming models are similar right, to right. actors, which is like, they're very um, flaky, just in general. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I don't know if that's really an issue that that's like a us issue. Um, yeah. So, but uh, but it would have been nice. We we still wanted to get um at least one Uber scene in, just like as a joke, just that. But we ran out of time because we were relying on daylight for our shoot. Yeah. Um, so having an extra day, maybe some of these shoots we need to start booking two days because the Christmas shoot we did the month after, we did a gingerbread contest, uh, gingerbread house making contest at the end of it, but everyone was tired and I could tell we st everyone still pushed through it, but it would have been awesome if we just booked the Airbnb for an extra day. Like, okay, well now we do the contest tomorrow and we shot the Santa's prank, the prank stuff we did earlier. Mm -hmm. Let's all chill, have a good time. There's a hot tub. I try to make sure every Airbnb we book has a hot tub. I always click the hot tub option because <laughs> that just sets the vibe where people, yeah. if they're not uh, being shot or if they're wrapped, they can <laughs> chill in the hot tub, have fun, just, you know what yeah. I'm saying? If we're taking a break. Yeah, just have a good experience. Yeah, we all just chill in the hot tub you and we have towels. I kind of want to work for Lorenzo yeah. now, dude. <laughs> dude, all these, uh, uh, dude. I'm not going to lie, dude. Uh, our shoots are a lot of fun. 
Like, it's not like, oh, they just look fun on camera, but they're like a lot of work and everyone hates it. Or no, dude. It's, I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of work is involved, but the shoots are fun. That's why I love doing them. It's like going to like your own party almost and yeah. like having fun. I like this. There dude. you go. You know what I'm saying? You're hiring, dude, or what's up? <laughs> huh? You're looking for a creative director? <laughs> well, dude, you said that you had some good ideas. No, dude. I'll tell you some ideas. Yeah, yeah. If you come up with some ideas, dude, my, shoot, my brain's crazy. Come up with something for uh, Valentine's Day, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Valentine's now. Day. <laughs> what? Oh, not now, but like whenever. Yeah. Just let me know. Um, <laughs> oh, um, there was one thing that Lorenzo told me in Vegas. Um, that I want to bring up. Um, okay. He said, dude, I think last year that it was almost to a point where he thought his channel was, uh, he was done. Mm. You know? And he pushed through it, right? What, what was it? Which, something I can relate to now, you know, that I'm like, I felt what he felt, but he pushed through it and then, you know, just, I guess that's how business goes. You know, you get like really down low, but if you push yeah. through it, Boom. Right. You but what I step. described to you was definitely my lowest, I feel like. So Oh shit, okay. This was in twenty twenty one, uh, October. I'm in Vegas for the World Series. They did it in fall because of COVID. And uh, it's funny, I just came in third place, World Series of Poker, made like ninety grand. Holy shit. Wait, is this no, like that was the, a tournament. That was a tournament. Not the like the the World the, Series on stage, third place. Like the one that they have on uh, like the final table? Yeah, I was at the final table. Like where you get the bracelet? Yeah, the bracelet was Right. Oh, you were in third place? Yeah, for like a bracelet event. So, God by the way, so damn. with the World Series of Poker. But not poker, like the main one. Well, so not the main event. The, oh, World right, Series, yeah. the, the World Series of Poker has about 100 or so tournaments. Every tournament is a bracelet event. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. the main event is the $10,000 entry one. Yeah. Uh, this was a $1,500 entry one. Um, anyway, uh, it's late. It's 3 a.m. I'm feeling good. I get back to my hotel. I get, I get an email from Patreon that the account has been uh, permanently... Like deleted deleted Fuck. think about it so back then that's fucking stressful dude yeah dude well because you know I, I have a team now so like literally they did my last payout and then uh i sort of thought this might be coming soon just because we had a lot of more issues with patreon leading up to that which i won't get too much into details but i think there was a cody co video that he mentioned which kind of led up to this these are arch nemesis dude, dude. It, it, it led up to it led up to this new employee who reached out versus my normal one Constant. and she was on top of us like every day like emailing me um, about whatever she was going anyway i won't go too much into it but uh so i had a website already made just in case that this would happen so i thought in case if it ever happens i just flip the switch update all the links and we should be good uh but because the website was dormant for so long my web developer at that time was mia and i had to find somebody else to come in and figure out how to flip the switch basically we eventually got it flipped, but that was October. Uh, so November and December, uh, the website revenue was like half of what Patreon was, if that, maybe like a little bit less than half. So literally yeah. just enough to barely break even almost. Yeah. Uh, in terms of just like employees, like not even, you know, in the cost of like production stuff. Yeah. So it was really bad. And, 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 and then in December, while we were just trying to figure out the website stuff, uh, it just got to the point where I was like, I was at home visiting my family and I couldn't really spend time with them and enjoy my time there because I was sitting at the dinner table on my laptop, just stressed the fuck out, trying to figure this out. Yeah. You know, and I think it had a, an effect on, um, you know, it, just me, uh, my family, 
uh, my girlfriend, she obviously knows stressed out and like, it was just a lot. And it was just like, man, is this like, it maybe just like, you know, when you rethink, like, is this, is this worth it? Like, is yeah. this, like, is this stress, everything I'm going through worth it? Should I be allocating any more of my time or, or just invest into just something else? And I think that's when you have to sort of realize like what you're doing. Um, do you genuinely enjoy what you're doing and would you do it for free? Because the content that I make and when I first started off, I was doing for free. I would Uber Eats. I would spend all my money to make content without making any money back with, without any return because I had fun doing it. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. And now that I have a team, there's a lot more pressure and like I have employees, I have to pay them. I have expenses. Um, I'm fortunate enough to take care of my family, my mom, like she doesn't have to pay her bills. I'm like, so I have like a lot of people that rely on me. Yeah. And so that additional pressure that wasn't there when I initially started, when I was just doing Uber Eats, I just needed to make enough money for me to eat and make videos. So with this additional pressure now, it was just, you know, I, I felt like, man, is, is this worth it? And then, you know, like, like, what do I do? And I felt like, well, look, if I felt like there was a lot of other instances that happened prior, not nothing to this extent, but a lot of people would have given up a certain roadblocks that I've hit before. This being the biggest one, I felt like, man, I just like, you know, I, I enjoy it. Obviously, this additional pressure is, is hard. It makes it not easy. But if everything was easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. So, you know, I just kind of like I, I had to. Just keep talking. I'll change the battery. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Uh, so I had to basically then. So I basically had had to make a decision. Um, and it was just I think the timing of it was the worst because being in the holidays, I felt like th sort of like there was like there was like a time pressure of like, hey, look, I'm not going to be able to. Sp I'm only here for a week with 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 my family. This doesn't take longer than a week. Yeah. And I felt bad because I, I, I was just like, man, like, am I ever going to have time to spend time with them? And the time I did have with them, I'm just in my head thinking about. Yeah. You're not present. You know, with the, you know, the website and like, you know, what to do. And uh, it was very visible that I was stressed and um, it, it, it sucked, dude. It just fucking sucked. Yeah. And I hated it. And I, I came back to Austin after the holidays and, uh, you know, I didn't really want the team to worry or anything like that. And we just kept pushing through it and we eventually, you know, were able to get a, to get a website guy to come in who knew what they were doing, fix that. We, uh, were continually, uh, continuing to, we continued to push out content. We had a couple successful pieces of content do well, which sort of helped us get back on our feet. And then like, I would say January, February, we're still the same about half of what we were making from Patreon. And then the next couple of months, we, I say like three months later, we hit like a record month. Damn. Like we just like escalated. And then we hit, I would say last year, we were almost consistently hitting record months on the, on the, on the website in terms of revenue. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, the YouTube channel was growing and that was growing the website. And so ultimately things ended up working out, but there, but there was definitely that moment in December when I was sitting at home and this is the home I grew up in since like the third grade. Yeah. And just like reflecting on like, man, like. It's, it's, it do, it's, it's hard. It, it was, it like, it stressed me the fuck out, dude. I was like, dude, like it'd just be easier. Just obviously to be easier just to quit. Um, but that's when, again, I can not only again, do I have a lot of people relying on me, but if I didn't enjoy it and if I didn't 
And if I hated it, I would have stopped. I would have quit. I think the fact yeah. that I liked the content, I really believed in it. And I felt like there was so much more potential in this that I had with the content and the team that, because if you felt otherwise, there, there'd be no reason to put yourself through this. Like, why would I go through this if I didn't feel like there was so much more, you know, potential yeah. or, you know, possibly, you know, beyond this, I just have to figure out a way. Dude, you, you just got to figure shit out. Like, you know, and that's what I, I guess I kind of did. Or, you know, as, as a team, we kind of pushed through and, uh, it, so it, fortunately it worked out, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. And, uh, you know, a lot of things had to, you know, be done to get there, but I think, uh, yeah. So I, yeah, that's, I guess what Alejandro, I, I told Alejandro. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Like literally that same spot. Yeah. That he's talking about. So hearing him saying that he just pushed through it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. So there is a there is a light at the end of the tunnel because his whole Patreon got deleted, dude. I mean, th- like, what the fuck? That, yeah, uh, I no, want you to kind of... Uh, scary, bro. Not like, to touch too, too much on it, but like, what, what... Did you feel like your fucking stomach sink, like your heart explode or something? Because if you saw that... Yeah, I what was the initial email? reaction? So I feel like it, I would have gone on a heart attack. Dude, it was it was mixed <laughs> yeah, reviews dude. because I just won ninety k. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. you know what I'm saying? So oh I yeah, ju- I forgot you were in the. I yeah. was at the World Series, so I just won ninety k. What was first place? Uh, first place was probably like close to two hundred. Like second was like hundred fifty. You said yeah. the buy-in was fifteen hundred. Yeah, fifteen hundred. It was a freeze out, so no rebuys, nothing. Holy shit! It was a How single day tournament. It was like two thousand something people. Damn, fuck, dude. Single day, 10 a.m. to 2.45 a.m. Dude, that was probably, yeah, one of the most insane experiences. You know how athletes will, like, play at the Super Bowl or the series, the whatever, World Series? Dude, I felt like, dude, I was at the World Series of Poker, dude. I was, like, at a final table, dude. Fuck. It was, like, an insane, like, feeling, dude, that I've, it's, yeah. For, For the main event has... Like the top poker players ever won it, like Negrano and any, any of them. No, no, no. Right, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. Well, because okay, I'll be honest. I mean, it's and it's a little off topic, luck. but it's mostly luck because the field is so mixed. Uh, but you'll notice the pros that consistently win bracelets. They're the good players. You'll see like Negrano has like ten, Phil Ivy has ten, Helmuth has like seventeen. You know, they're the ones. I, I know there's smaller field tournaments, but the variance is a. Uh, uh, lower so your skill it, it, it requires more skill, more skill. To, to win those the, the bigger ones require a little bit more luck because everybody's just fucking all in well not like, well, well not well not everybody but there are different players but the more variance the the more players the more uh variance is involved because now you there's there's a bigger field where you, you can experience that variance uh i think if i'm saying that correctly but anyway yeah the ones the, the bracelets you know, they have 10 bracelets. Those are typically one in the smaller events, but they're playing against some of the best people. So they're a lot harder too, yeah. you know, but, uh, has anyone yeah. won the main event twice? Main event twice. I don't right? think I so. Think there has, I, no, no, there hasn't. Uh, some iconic winners, uh, Chris moneymaker. Yeah. Uh, Back in 2001, he's kind of the reason why poker blew up back then. Because he was uh, like a normal average Joe. He was a normal average Joe who couldn't afford 10K to play, but he won a seat from an $8 satellite. He paid $8, won a tournament, whatever, and he won, got a, a spot. He, he won a seat, and then he won the main event. Dang. That was like a crazy story. Yeah, I've played with him. He's been at my table a couple of times. He's played at the lodge. Oh, uh, I played with him at the end, the main event, I think. Uh, yeah, in the main event, like the last year or so, he w- he was at my table too. 
that's why I love poker, dude. Any age, anybody can play. Amateur, you can play with the pros. Super fun, super cool. I just started playing, and I love it. Yeah, I mean, dude. Uh, I love it. I mean, it, my poker <laughs> guys subscribe to Alejandro <laughs> Poker. I should have my first video out by the time this podcast drops. I so would hope so. Go check it out, guys. Yeah, and then you can also it, check well. out Pretty Boy Poker. I don't have any videos. Though. I have four videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, have, I have four videos. I'm on Instagram. I'm usually active around the World Series. I'll be posting. Yeah. yeah <laughs> when is the World Series? Uh, it's this summer. Uh, I booked my hotel already, May 30th to July 20th. Are you 20th. going with him? Well, I have – so the, the kind of like a storyline of my poker channel is um, I'm building up my stack. You're your bankroll. My bankroll. To get to the World Series, yeah, of a lot of people do that. Yeah, they build their bankroll and then they take that to the World Series. It's yeah. kind of like my storyline. Like, hey guys, we gotta make 10k so we can to, to, oh, get to a, play the main event. Play the main nice. event. Nice. No, I do. I think that's great. And if you do make more than 10k, I would definitely look at the schedule and see what other tournaments you want to play. Well, yeah, the goal is to make like 20k so I can get in all the little tournaments. Right. Yeah, as all well. the, yeah, all the little 300, 500 dollar, thousand dollar tournaments, dude. Like they're all fun. They're all cool. Like, dude, I love it. It's like summer camp for poker players. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I'm so like fortunate to have a team now. I've gone twice in a row where they can like run the channel while I'm there. I mean, I'll be reviewing videos and stuff, but like we know, so like you're like yeah, ninety percent is of your time is just gonna go into the poker. Poker, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So that you, you, yeah, that's that's exciting. That'll be fun. So I'm gonna win a tournament, dude. I have to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you're a yeah, good player, I mean, dude. I, I mean, believe in you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, hopefully I can win one here at the lodge. You know, I mean, you got fifth place in this last one, which is pretty good, and that was like a no sleep. So who knows? Maybe if you got full sleep, you got third place or something. <laughs> we'll see, man. There was a freeze out today. Yeah, dude, that freeze out is the, one of the best tournaments. The Sunday freeze out. Fuck. Yeah, I to I it. took third place in that one. How, well, how much did you get? Like three thousand? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It was like a, yeah, like a couple grand. But here's the thing: at six p.m. They have another freeze out today. That started oh. at six. What's a freeze out? It's a freeze out means the players, once you lose your chips, you cannot rebuy back in. Oh, okay. It's, it's a one and done. So they have a 12 p.m. It's a $200 entry. It's like a 10K guaranteed or 12K guaranteed. This one said 15K. Or 15K, yeah. It's because the club grows, so they increase the guaranteed. Uh, it's a 15K guaranteed. So that means they guarantee at least $15,000 will, will be in the prize pool. Even if that, basically, even if not as many people sign up where the club can make the 15K. Yeah, they'll so still no, so they'll cover the difference. If, okay, but they never miss the guarantee. Yeah. Um, but so then they have a six o'clock one. There's no guarantee. It's a smaller. It's like an eighty dollar buy-in. Um, I entered the twelve p.m. one. Then the cutoff for the six p.m. is like at it's two hours eight o'clock. I joined the eight p.m. Now I'm in two different tournaments. I don't ever go to the eight p.m. one. I played maybe five hands at the eight p.m. because I'm focused on the bigger one. So I anyway, long story short, I take third place at the 12 p.m. and fifth place in the 6 p.m. Damn. tournament. At one point, I was even big stack, the biggest stack in the in the 6 p.m. one. Damn. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah. What's the so ninety thousand is the most you've won like in uh, in a poker. tournament? Yeah. If you look at me up on if you just Google Lorenzo Adams Poker, my Hendon Mob, that's the site that tracks poker players. Mm -hmm. My biggest win, my biggest cash, it'll say eighty nine thousand. That's because it was a bounty tournament. So a bounty tournament means uh, it was a fifteen hundred dollar entry, but five hundred goes to a bounty. So everyone has a five hundred dollar chip. A thousand goes into the prize pool. Every time you eliminate a player, you take their $500 chip. Oh, shit. So some people got 20 of those chips. I got seven. So I made like 3500 off like bounties. Uh, so I include the 89 plus 
I I made like ninety something. Yeah. But I like that concept, the bounty chip. Pretty, cool, pretty huh? fucking bounty cool. Chip. Yeah, dude, it they, makes it more like competitive. Oh, than it that. does because <laughs> now <laughs> when somebody chip, goes bitch. all in, so if somebody goes all in, you're not you're, now you're thinking, oh, that bounty chip's in there. Like, yeah, because yeah. let's say you let's say you don't make it to the final, even if you took a lot yeah, of people you got out, money. You got money. Yeah, money. yeah, yeah. I like so, that. So it's a good thing. Yeah, there were some guys that had like twenty chips. It was insane. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. What's the um. Well, anyways, I don't know if you were going to continue talking about poker. No, no. I mean, uh, no, yeah, I mean, that, that was it just we brought it up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I honestly, dude, I think I can grow this channel pretty big. Yeah. You'll see, you'll see my first video, the way I kind of <laughs> envision it. But uh, just well, the poker blogs I've seen are pretty boring. And I'm just going to add a lot of, like, my thing to it. Yeah. You know? Uh, I think you can do it. The thing is, you just have to be consistent. But you can do it. No, I have I mean, an, I, I I totally have an editor. Yeah. I just have to uh, do the first one. Send, yeah. dude, you do have him do five and then upload them. And then while those five are scheduled, then you keep making more. Send them to your editor. That way you're never behind. You're always ahead of schedule. Mm. I, I would shoot five, have them all edited, have them all scheduled. So you have a month or so. Good. Then yeah, yeah. while they're scheduled, you're shooting more. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's smart. It, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's hard to fall behind, dude. When you have that buffer, dude. And if you do, then it's, it's it, that's your fault. Then you fucking suck, dude. You should probably yeah. give it up. <laughs> yeah, and, and the crazy part is, is it doesn't even <laughs> feel like suck, work because I'm already playing poker. All I'm doing is putting a camera to it. You dude, know, that's such a I, like, I like, like. I'm already doing it. I just I'm, have to put a camera to it. I like what uh, Lorenzo was saying about like you have to like what you do because it's going to be so shitty in some moments, like very like low moments. It's like well. I really love this. I'm passionate about it. Um, even if you're not passionate about it, you just like fucking love it. Uh, well, I guess that is the same thing. Same thing, yeah. You'll kind of like push through it uh, even when it's really not paying off at the time because you're like, eventually it will. Yeah, because if, if if I was put in this similar situation at some other job I didn't give a shit about, I'm, I quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I fucking quit. Like, easy. Do you think people quit for that same reason just because they don't give a shit or? I think some of it does. If you think about any other... YouTubers or people that pursue different businesses in general, not just content creation. Um, you know, they didn't, they probably will, they quit because either they didn't get the money they wanted they or they expected or fast enough or it got too tough and hard and they didn't enjoy it enough to want to keep pushing past it. I mean, why would you do something like that's challenging that you don't see, you know, that it's going to be very hard to, you know, seek reward from, you know? It's like why some people don't work out. They're, they they won't see immediate results. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, and it, it, the thing about working out is if you put in the time and work, you'll eventually get it if you do it right. For me, I was in a point where is this? I might not even get the results I want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot more like, fuck, I'm really going to have to push through this and let's hope something works out. Yeah. You know, versus working out, you just got to get off your ass and get to it and you'll get the results. You just got to do it. I wish it was that simple in that situation where, hey, Lorenzo, if looking back now, if I told myself, hey, dude, if you just get past this, bro, trust me, it's going to be worth it. If, if, if I had that reassurance and guaranteed, like, hell yeah, dude, I, I'd be there spending time with my family, just like chilling. Like, hey, don't worry, guys, things are going to work out. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I, I had to fake that mentality kind of and it did. But like, I didn't know for sure. You yeah, I, I wasn't. I I didn't know for sure. So, it yeah, it's uh, that uncertainty. I guess like what pushes you through it is yeah, the love you have for it, like the passion yeah. you have for it. Yeah, dude. I mean, like I I was probably one of the again 
one one of the lowest points. Like Alejandro described the whole roller coaster thing, probably one of the lowest points for sure. Um, and I bet every huge multi million dollar company has had that point where they're about to go broke one more month and they have to declare bankruptcy, and then boom, dude, they push through it. I think it was either before or after Amazon went public. Uh, they were like on the verge, like of bankruptcy, not in like the traditional sense. So like, oh, they filed Chapter Eleven or whatever. Like it was it was bad for them, and it's so weird to think about like a huge even Kodak. Like Kodak is you know the film company, like the photography Co- company. Kodak Black, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's <laughs> where you got his name from. <laughs> no, but they uh they were a massive like billion dollar like corporation, and they just went under. Uh, I mean, I guess they still have like a little bit of small business producing. Nah, business. they're under, dude. No one talks about. Yeah, Kodak, nobody. Bro. If you talk about Kodak, it's Kodak Black. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, um, with anything uh, like big that you're building, there's always going to be bullshit. I mean, yeah. there's going to be those super low points. It's like a dip, and then you go back. But honestly, I appreciate it. I mean, I know it sounds like corny, but I do appreciate it a lot more. And like knowing the f- like what I had to do to not only get to where i'm at but like <laughs> what would drake do there's this drake line yeah, what would drake uh, do? uh where now he sort of says something along the lines of where now he only works now to keep everything he has to maintain it like dude if i want to keep this house keep the car keep everything i can't stop i can't like if like if i want to maintain this certain you know i don't say lifestyle because it's not like i'm doing like crazy trips or like private jets and stuff but dude if i want to live in this house and car and continue to take care of my family i have to continue i can't stop working i literally can't stop i'm fortunate like i said to go to vegas twice you know two months of the year to play in the world series but i have to do so much and to prepare for that you know and while i'm still there i'm still working just you know remotely i guess but i have to do so much preparation and get things in plan and i booked the hotel i might not even go this year like if I, i'm assuming things work out i will but there could be things that we need to set up and like hey lorenzo like hey maybe i, I skip a couple of weeks maybe i don't go for the whole two months maybe i show up for like a weekend or a week or two like i'm very lucky to be there for the whole two months when people find out like really you're there for the whole two months the people that do that are like grinder pro dudes you know it's not very many people that are there for the entire series who wants a straight poker dude you know like the people that get to play that the whole series crazy you know it's funny i, I remember <laughs> I, w- I went to vegas and i was there with friends for a birthday because i was there for the world series then they came back for someone else's birthday and i was still there i'm like hey <laughs> like they're like you're still here because like some of the same friend group was there for the other person's birthday yeah and they were like what <laughs> like yeah i had never left dude so uh Fuck. but but yeah so like, like but again, back to like the, the, the whole point is I literally, I, I, I can't stop. And again, that's why it's so important that you must like what you do because if this was like, again, most people are working normal jobs that they probably don't like as much. Yeah, and they can't stop. And, and, and they can't stop too. And it's unfortunate because I feel like, man, it would, be, it would be so cool if everybody at least somewhat enjoyed what they did. Like everyone contributed to, to society, whether it's entertainment, medical, whatever, but they like enjoyed it too. Cause dude, I, I wish like other people enjoyed what they did as much as I do, because it, I feel like it's, you have to be very in a fortunate position to, to do that. But I did a lot of stuff too, that I didn't like yeah, before this, to, to get to, you know, yeah. to get here as well. So I just think it really comes down to, you know, how bad do you really want it? Some people are content, which is fine, dude. Like we all can't be entrepreneurs, dude. Think about it. Yeah. The, the world would fail. Like we need people who enjoy 
taking care of people and who are you know nurses and who who love learning about the human anatomy and want to improve science you know and stuff like that to me that's cool and like there's nothing wrong with people who pursue those passions you know even if they might not enjoy it as much like they're doing they're contributing way more to society than than what we're doing i mean you know what i'm saying (laughs) so i give them huge props and i really respect them and i feel like uh as fucked up as our army and like military stuff is, dude, I respect the fuck out of vet veterans or people who serve the country, dude, no matter what political side you're on, dude, they're literally risking their lives, you know, like dude, without them, we, we, we can't be doing what we're doing here, dude. Or like doctors and nurses that are at the hospitals. Right. Yeah. Doctors, you know? they're essential like, workers, shit. you know, blue collar yeah, workers, stuff like that, dude, that, like that, the whole world runs. Like I used to work at this, um, logistics startup company. And you, I would talk to uh, truck drivers every day. I was like, dude, if if truck drivers just decided to say fuck you, like the entire fucking economy would collapse. Did they do that recently? Something for some reason, or was that in, in Canada? Canada, Canada. Okay, happened. yeah, something happened. Yeah, and no. they tried to put them in jail. <laughs> fuck, because they said that was like a violence attack. Like yeah, protesting because well, it yeah. affected the economy and that's violence against the economy. Well, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know anything about that, but like, I mean, that's bullshit. Because first of all, it's uh, well, anyways, I guess the point I was trying to make is that yeah, we're like, uh, if they do do that, like in America, like if they decided to just stop, like I mean, grocery stores wouldn't be full. Like you wouldn't be able yeah. to buy food. You wouldn't be able to like. Uh, drive anywhere like there would be no gas right no like, for sure and I, so right and again so i guess to the point where like dude not everybody is going to be fortunate enough to enjoy as much as what we enjoy when we create or, or chase our passions or whatever but at the end of the day respect the fuck out of them appreciate what they do and it's just like hey you know they're con- c- contributing a lot more to society in my opinion so yeah um you know, hopefully at least when they go home, they have a good time. You know? <laughs> hopefully I can provide them the way I say it is. Yeah. I, I provide them content for them to enjoy when they're yeah. off working exactly. and they just want to chill, dude, and watch some funny yeah, ass the, content, dude. The other like, side of the coin is mm-hmm. when they clock out, they clock out. Like when oh, you have we're your, always clocked in when you have a project or a I'm company. clocked out right now. No, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah, there's, there's, there's always like two sides to the coin whenever it comes to that. But I, uh, I respect the shit out of blue collar workers. Yeah, it's like some people say, oh, I would never work a nine to five, or I can't work. Bro, we work twenty four seven. Like you said, like we work more than a nine to five. Uh, I tell my brother like when he's like, oh, uh, do do (laughs) he would ask me, do you guys want a game this weekend? Like hop on Call of Duty, Xbox. I'm like, man, it must be nice, bro. I have to go out and film tonight, bro. Damn, (laughs) dude. What? You have weekends off? Damn, bro, that, yeah, must, know, be that nice, must be nice, dude. Dude, I have to go out and nice. film, bro. What do you mean, dude? I, I just can't fucking clock out, bro, and sit at sit at home. But you know, he works all week, you know, yeah, finance yeah. stuff like that. So, but you're right. There, there, there are definitely two sides, and like, you know, if we can provide content for them to enjoy when they're clocked out, cool. So, full circle, man. Full, full circle. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's um. Hopefully, we can make money from this podcast soon. You know. That would be uh, that would be fun if this grew kind of like to a uh, tiny meat gang type of level, so we can do battle of the podcast. That would be the dream. That's a, dude. That's a huge level. Dude. Yeah, that's like <laughs> yeah. What the, again, hopefully he's like hopefully you can. Dude, yeah, that's well, like no, the top that's good level. though. I mean, you should be obviously aiming for the top, but it's also good to see because like for me, I can't think of anybody like okay, if we could grow as big as I know, I use the bar as an example, but there's not really anybody like sort of doing what we're doing like that's like bigger than us. But having like 
yo, tiny, like, yo, this is the, the, the line that I'm drawing. Like, yeah, I mean, dude, you want to, I want to compete against any players. That's the whole fucking point of like doing anything. I feel like if you're not going to take something to the biggest, uh, best thing that you can, there's no fucking point in doing it. No, no, I agree. And like, that's why I feel like, well, I feel like we're there. Like who else is bigger than us? Yeah. You know yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're there now in terms of like the type of content we make. Yeah. Like there isn't. So, but like you said, like grinding and like i'm looking at all these other channels seeing what they're doing but still yeah. even the smaller channels i'll look at and just like wow what they're doing is cool what they're doing here is how, well how can we learn or even potentially collab or like just see what they're doing differently or how we can apply that to the content we make as well yeah um but like you said tiny meat gang is a great example i don't watch them but i know they're huge on patreon yeah i think they make like what a million on patreon uh a, yeah a they make a, a million like a little over a million a year they're at right. 100k a month right and um yeah, well, yeah they're a huge podcast yeah we're almost there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah shit yeah yeah oh, shit. yeah it's pretty good, dude. yeah yeah we yeah last year was pretty good we're, we're 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 not there yet but we're close we're close uh can you talk numbers because i'm curious to know like as far as comparing we don't uh, have to get into it if you don't know really it's fine uh well i would say in may of last year yeah we crossed uh a million in revenue oh shit Right, that was May last year. Fuck yeah! Um, but we did almost that alone. No, I wouldn't say almost. We did. We did about half, a little over half a million, I would say. Uh, last year, ish, close to that, I would say. Gotcha. Uh, but at the rate where we're going now, like like these last three months, I think this year we can definitely get to almost like a million in a year, if not this year, like next year for sure. Gotcha. And that's yeah. like uh, annual recurring revenue. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking so, great, dude. Yeah. So like, again, looking back at when Patreon got deleted, now we're like, we're way past Patreon numbers. Like we're doing better than what we were. We're, we're almost double what we were doing on Patreon. That's amazing. Like, like, like our best <laughs> Patreon month. Yeah. So fuck yeah. Patreon. But yeah, no, I mean, I think it's just very inspiring. So people can kind of like, um, hear the potential money that you can make and you know they'll get like pumped up about it just because i know like there's uh this guy i always talk about or uh his name is alex ormosi he runs uh this company called acquisition.com and he he's uh he makes i think about um a hundred million a year or some shit like that or he's worth like more than i mean because he basically acquired all these companies and grew them like, and he has a story where he slept in the gym because the gym was like the first business he had and he was sleeping on the, on the gym floor. He would wake up, open, train people like, and he was fucking grinding it out. Like all this extreme story. Now he's like basically a hundred million dollar CEO type of shit. And, uh, just being able to hear that, like the whole journey, like the hero's journey, kind of like right. you were talking about, like there's moments. So then now and all of a sudden you're like, fuck, I'm about to break a million, like annual recurring revenue. No, no, that's like, so I think like hearing it from people that you can relate to, like on a personal yeah, level, exactly. I feel like when people will come up to me, they'll see the car. Hey man, like that's the goal too. How? Like what the can car I do? being the Lambo, just in case anyone doesn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. The Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but like they'll see it and they'll, and, and they'll be like, hey, like again at the gym or where, gas station store, where, wherever I'm at, people will come up to me and ask me like, and I feel like there's a lot more motivated dudes than there are than previously. I don't know why. I feel like a lot of Andrew it, Tate. I was I was gonna say Andrew <laughs> Tate. Because, well, it's funny because Andrew Tate, uh, 
one guy at the gym came up to me because he saw the car, started talking to me. He was like, by the way, I love Andrew Tate. So, and then he went, I'm like, it's a weird thing to say, but I get, <laughs> I think I get the point that he was trying to make. Like he's into the whole car hustle mindset. Yeah, the type Red thing. Hill community, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, which is great, dude. I see a lot more younger people in gyms now and like a lot more people, younger people motivated to start businesses, which whether or not that's the influence of Andrew Tate or not, I think it's great regardless. Um, but I think like you were saying, it's, it's more relatable when you see, because when you see people like artists, like if you're, if, if you're, if you're, if you're trying to become a rapper, it's okay. You see Drake, you see all these rappers. Cool. But then you see this guy you went to school with, let's say young gravy or somebody and you see, you see him in person, you talk with them. You're like, wow, I can relate to this guy. It's like, this guy could be me. Like I could do that. Like, like if this guy can become young gravy and become successful, then, then I can do it. You know what I'm saying? Because you can start to, you know, you know meeting Drake just seems like there's such a huge, you know, um, you know, uh, dis disconnect between you guys. You're on yeah. two, 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 two different planets. I mean, planets. that's a stratospheric. You know, Drake's like, yeah, yeah, he's like, he's, he's like an alien. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But when you come to someone that's more relatable and like, hey, like they're not obviously on Drake's level, but they're still super successful. Like, hey, even you know, it just kind of is more encouraging. Yeah, uh, it is because it feels like, yeah, uh, you you can touch it. It feels right. like very like. Um, yeah, I mean, in the same fucking universe, almost like, oh, right. shit, like, there's a possibility. So, like, for me, I think a close similarity is when I look for uh, workout programs or whatever, I look for people who are, like, around my height who look sort of like me, who are natural. I'm like, man, this guy's five seven five eight, Dude, dude's jacked, dude, but he's, like, natural. He's not, like, crazy, like, but, dude, I'm like, dude, this guy looks good. I'm like, yo, like, I, like I'll, like, click their link, see what program they're selling. I'm like, yo, this is, like, realistic plans dude and i'll yeah. start to see results i'm like yo dude like this is like because versus me trying to buy some like six five dude on roids like not saying all dudes who like or who don't look like, like me liver are on roids, but you know like liver yeah. king or whatever but like it's more relatable like i can relate more to a guy who's like in my height who you know who have similarities where i know my body's potential versus some crazy shorter or taller dude yeah who i'm like why would, would i try to do his plan I, I there's no way i will look like that yeah i mean dude i, I can send you my plan i mean i'm six three you know but what i'm saying still, yeah, no, i'm natural i'm natural alejandro um uh, I, I worked out for four It hours. was the same. Yeah, it was the same thing. He's five seven. And he got no, like this. Dude, program. No, no, I'm not five seven. I'm six three, dude. Seven five, you meant? Or you, did you get it reversed? Oh no, no, no. Yeah, he's five seven. I'm five, six three, seven dude. Inches. I don't know why every and, time you um, keep lowering my my height, dude. <laughs> every time he says every it, time it gets lower and lower. Next, next podcast is five six. I'm gonna be five yeah. four before I know it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he's five seven. Six and a half, three. But uh, the dude, I'm not five seven and a half. Dude, relax. Why are dude, you being so defensive? Bro, bro, why don't you just own it? Dude? Just saying. Yeah, just own dude, it. No, no. I, I would own it if that was my height. Bro, the thing is, dude. I yeah, think I, but that's did, not wait, my height. Well, did I tell you this in Vegas? There are dudes who are 5'2", five, 5'3", five, who are literally breaking their legs for surgery just to get to our height. Damn, that's crazy, You know what dude. I'm saying, dude? Yeah, I know. Like, you know, it's crazy. like... No, I mean, uh, I mean, talking to Phil, 6'5", over here, but... No, no, dude, no. What the fuck? He's six feet. Barely. <laughs> okay. Well... The, the point I'm trying to make is like, dude, it could always be worse. And yeah, like, no, no, no. You know yeah. I mean, I so appreciate. Like, thank you, God, for everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. we yeah, could yeah, be in yeah. a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, we could yeah. be in no, wheelchairs. Dude, yeah, dude, yeah. Being six so. foot is nothing if you're in a wheelchair. Yeah, I mean, I like, <laughs> I like to joke around, but yeah, I mean, honestly. Yeah, well, that wasn't yeah. funny, dude. I actually have a friend who's in a wheelchair. Yeah, Danny Mullen, dude. You gotta like relax. That is true, dude. <laughs> yeah. How's he doing, by the way? Uh, well, ever since the Make a Jizz Foundation, uh, you know, contributed to his mental health, he's, he's been, been improving. He's been doing a lot better. Yeah, so. that's good. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, um, I don't, forgot what we yeah, were. Yeah, what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I fr- oh, I oh, the natural uh, workout. Yeah, not yeah, but like so meeting somebody 
in it's general. relatability. Right. Like yeah. you want to, the thing is, why superhero movies and like uh, are a hit or like these uh, stories about like the hero's journey is because you see yourself in those people. Um, there's a movie called Whiplash. Uh, and it's about this drummer, like this musician who's trying so hard to be the best jazz drummer in the world, yada, yada. But he struggles the whole way through. And it's such a good fucking movie. I won a whole bunch of Oscars. But anyway, the point is that, like, I think the movie did so well because not only was it, like, shot really well and the story was great, but it was a story about, like, somebody struggling and overcoming. That's, like, the whole trope. So whenever you meet people, like, in real life, that is, like, they have that story to them to like hey dude like i ate shit for all these years regular job you know i started this thing i don't know if it was gonna work and now it's like to a more successful point and the person watching kind of looks like you you know or like they have a similar background or whatever they can relate to you in some direct manner right. i mean that's the most fucking inspiring shit of all time yeah no i think yeah. uh, even with like steezy when he, when he when he was first blowing up dude because again met him less than a thousand subs he was filming live videos he filmed some of my six street videos the, some of the crazy that's ones. crazy like the description still says <laughs> film by steezy kane <laughs> which is insane dude like a yeah. motorboating girls on six street film by <laughs> steezy kane uh, i think i filmed a lot of his like walmart whatever peer jumping videos stuff like that and like seeing him blow up dude i'm like dude we were both sleeping in like cars in la dude yeah like, we didn't have places to stay dude but and when that, he blew up he took care of you right <laughs> no I, well it's funny when he blew up i started having financial success on patreon oh, so okay. i so my channel didn't grow uh, you know like, like his did which is fine but like you know uh but it was just seeing him like hey dude i was very happy for him and like yo dude if it wasn't like oh if cz can't do it then i can't but it was cool seeing somebody like literally from not like very small and knowing him i remember i picked him up to go shoot he was like dude he was like i rolled down my windows like dude i'm in the recommended I'm like, well, he's like, dude, yeah, YouTube put all my videos in the recommended right now. Holy and shit. And this is like when literally his channel was just like blowing up. Like he was like at like not, not even 100K, at like 50K. He's just jumping like 10, 20, 50, 100K. Uh, and he was like, yeah, dude, like I'm in the recommended right now. I'm like, oh shit, dude, that's like, dude, that's wild. That's crazy, dude. And, and it just didn't stop. Like it just, and then we're going to LA. It's still growing and growing. They hit like a million. It was insane, fuck. dude, to like see like that growth in like real time almost. Because we were hanging out like almost every other day or so just filming. Damn, um, that's so, wild. Yeah, to see that, it was just like, okay, well, you know, okay, he got lucky. The YouTube algorithm, you know, picked his videos. The thing is, if his videos were shitty, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You still have to make good content. At the end of the day, I, I believe like make content and pretend you have a million, two million, five million subscribers. Yeah, make like pretend you already have that established audience, and this is what you're producing. It's like, dude, are you sure you want to put this out to your five million subs? It's like, well, I don't have five million subs. Well, pretend like you do, bro, and like act like you care about yeah. the content uh, and you might, you know, eventually TikTok, the algorithm, YouTube algorithm, they might promote your shit and you'll get the feedback. Like yeah. Positive no, feedback. I mean, that's uh, no, that's great advice. Actually, like pretend like you already have it. The way you can kind of like make decisions. It's good advice. Hey, dude, this guy's pretty wise, dude. I know, dude. <laughs> He's got some hey. knowledge in him. He got some knowledge <laughs> in him, dude. dude. Dude, I've been making videos since 2007, dude. Fuck. Two, two, 2006, dude. So, what, 15 years? Fuck. No, more than 15 years. Oh, about 15. 15. Yeah. Yeah, my channel, I created this channel I'm on now in 2009, January 14th, Holy yesterday. Fuck. So yesterday was the, my channel anniversary. It was, uh, 
to 2009 to 19, 20, like 14 years, 15, 14, 15 years. 13 Dang. years, yeah. 13 years, yeah. But I created my first, that was 2009 when I made this channel. My first channel I made like in 2007. Damn. It's still up. I don't know the password to it. There's like four <laughs> or five cringe videos of me lip syncing. Oh the, my ah. God. Dude, let's see it, dude. Let's see it later I, after the thing this is, shows. Uh, the channel's still up. No one knows the name. I'm sure now if whoever watches this or if you guys look it up, you might be able to find it. Um, yeah. But it's it's my old channel, and uh, those videos I can't access that account to take. So you down. can't delete them. I oh, can't delete them, dude. They're so cringe, bro. <laughs> like, Let's watch one afterwards. Because that was like back when uh, lip syncing was like the thing yeah, of YouTube. Yeah, and everyone's lip syncing videos. It's just me and like my room lip syncing like fucking these cringe like <laughs> like uh, Britney Spears oh, or like NSYNC, oh, Backstreet Boys, oh like. God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's really cringe, dude. Okay, just wrap it up, buddy. I know you keep looking at the clock. Oh, no, I mean, but if you want to wrap it up, that's fine. Uh, Do any last words Any last words? Any last words? Wait, what's about to happen, dude? (laughs) Wait, hold on, wait, hold on, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, guys. Oh, shit, why does that guy have a gun? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I... I, Oh, you know what we should do? We should do, you know how they do, like, a... Interview with Billie Eilish every like year, yeah. Like was it Vogue or whatever that? It would be uh, cool yeah, to yeah. do one with like Lorenzo YouTubers like once a year where they're at now. Yeah. Okay. So well, yeah. Something you know what that I, mean? I uh, it's like how many Instagram subscribers do you have? How many subscribers YouTube? Like a then, snapshot. Yeah. Every year you up like the next interview. I don't know, man. The, the whole snapshot thing, dude. My Instagram's been taken down so many times. So it doesn't dude. work for Lorenzo. Never mind. <laughs> for Lorenzo. No, no, no. But I think we should. We should just. <laughs> Um, it's sure. I'm at I'm at 269k on 269k. On, yeah, I'm 1.2, YouTube. I I know all my numbers. We oh, can we can shit. do it like from the. Uh, well, we can layer it next year. Yeah, I'm banned from all social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I've been. Yeah. No, we can do it from the ARR perspective. Right now, like you're close to 100k a month. So maybe right. a year from yeah. now, that that would be the max. Yeah, the goal would, I would love to make if we can get to 100k a month, that would be insane. Perfect. So that's, you're, that's that's the goal for sure. That would be the goal for. I don't know how we're gonna get there. Yeah, I think we yeah. need to put out more than one video a week to get there. Yeah. At least if we want to get there this year, otherwise next year for sure. Yeah, and where are you at now? Just so, whenever we do the next interview, uh, like floating I, around. Right, all. we're floating between like fifty to seventy. Fifty to seventy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, doubling that is that's an yeah, intense it's, goal. Yeah, it's gonna be hard, dude. It's yeah. gonna be hard because it took us years to get there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and all, I mean, on on this website too, we've the, the website is a year and a, a year. It's a little over a year old. October number like it's a year and four months old. The website. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. yeah, it's young. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I don't know what you said. Any last words you said? Well, uh, no, that was it. That was it. I mean, yeah, uh, just we um, uh, we should have like I guess like uh prompt out question but we've been talking for a hot minute so um, almost two hours yeah damn i really want to talk about how i accidentally filmed an orgy in vegas but we can do that next year yeah we'll do uh, that next year <laughs> 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 all right guys thank you so much for listening to the podcast um, oh wait you're filming this oh shit yeah yeah it was just like it's not just decoration but oh, okay anyhow cool. uh thanks again lorenzo for uh, being so kind with his time and yeah, we just showed up on him when, like, dude, literally, we didn't even yeah, tell him we we're gonna but do by this. By the way, Lawrence is like the mo- the coolest fucking guy. Like, we just pulled up on his house, just like, hey, dude, we're ordering food and hanging out, and uh, give us like four hours of time. And he was like, all right, chill, cool, yeah, it's chill. Yeah, he <laughs> showed up with the suitcase. I'm like, 
bro, are you moving in here? And he's like, no, it's the podcast equipment. I'm like, you guys shooting a podcast here? I was like, yeah, you're in it. I was like, yeah, you're in it. I was like, oh, I was like, but didn't we do one before? I I didn't realize how long ago it was. I think that's that's what it was. And we also did one. I felt like we did one like a big group at like. We did do one. I don't know what the fuck happened. Uh, The footage is there. Oh god. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but that was. We made a lot of promises and none of them got made. (laughs) Really? Wait, what did we promise? Just like where we were gonna be at in a year from now. Oh shit! Mm. No one accomplished it. Maybe Lorenzo was the only one, but we can l- see what everyone said. But okay. yeah, pretty I, sure. would, I would actually be curious to see what everyone said. Who who was all in that video? Uh, it's like a lot of people, dude. It was so I can't remember. It was a dude, long fucking that time was ago. We could, we crazy. should pull up the footage, like. Uh, dude, no. What we should do is uh bring them all back now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I mean, Dom was there, and oh, now he's got a shit. kid. Yeah, that's right. You know, so Man, I guess he come in, in with his kid. That was crazy. <laughs> Wait, what? You said what? bring his kid. You said bring his kid to the podcast, dude. Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's uh, just wrap it up here. Uh, make sure to uh, rate us in iTunes and all that shit. Give us five stars. It helps us out a lot. Stream it wherever all podcasts are streamed, and make sure to share with a friend who has the same degenerate sense of humor as you do. All right, bye, guys. Love you like a headache. <laughs>